Hold up, this is Jason Mewes, and you're listening to Nashcast up in this piece. Snoots to the Nooch! Dear, the, the what pigs. will we do without Lori? Oh, yeah, right? <laughs> but the, uh, <laughs> Whatever will we do? <laughs> but the, the, sorry, was, didn't mean to interrupt. That's right. Nobody likes her. It's fine. Uh, but the, <laughs> she was a completely pointless character. <laughs> yeah. I mean, no, you've never seen Old Yeller? No. No. Why? I don't, I don't know. It's just never been on my radar. Slacker. Yeah. A boy brings a yellow dog home. The dog loves the family as much as they love him. But can the love last? That's it. <laughs> that, sounds like, that sounds like an epic romance. <laughs> Yeah, who says sugar tits, by the way? Mel Gibson. Mel Gibson, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, My my usual co-host over there, or the host, I'm his co-host. Yes, that's right. You you mind if I use that as a bit of a segue here? Yeah. I don't know how I would do the transition, so I'm just going to throw it out there. Last time we started talking about TV shows, one thing led to another, and then I think it was about three hours later, we like covered a whole bunch of them. Um, and there was a couple of... After we finished recording, I realized there was a couple that I wanted to ask myself, which I didn't get around to because I was all caught up in what we were talking about. Um, we did and try I don't out- ever shut up, so... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, that, that's 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 great. Otherwise, it'd just be a, a quiet podcast, wouldn't it? So um, that's the point of podcasting. <laughs> yeah. So we talked a little bit about The Walking Dead. We talked a little bit about at that point the upcoming show Gotham. We'll get into that in a second. Um, you guys talked a, a fair bit about Once Upon a Time, which I still haven't seen, but you uh, you guys knew about that. Um, we did ask. Uh, people on Twitter and stuff earlier on. Anybody got any questions about this? We've had a couple of, re- of replies, but um, I don't have them. Sean does. Because he's the organized one out of the two of us. So, do you want to hear Walking Dead first, dude? Or what um, No, I don't. No, right. No. Yeah, let's not do that. <laughs> <laughs> what do you want to do? Gotham? Yeah, there's a, just a, a, a Gotham, yeah. And we'll kick off with a question that we got in from um, Donna Houston. Okay. Um, Donna, yeah. Which is, do you think we'll see a very young Joker in Gotham? Ooh. I think we have already seen him. Ooh, see, I thought that as well, but then I wasn't sure. I am of the opinion, and I'll give you my reasoning. Um, when Fish and uh, uh, spoilers um, <laughs> yeah. for those who have not seen Gotham yet, um, when Fish is um. And I don't, I don't remember if it's the first or second episode, but when Fish is um, uh, in in her club and she has the comedian, the stand-up comedian, and she likes him very much, oh, but she's dealing, God. she's dealing with other stuff. Yeah. The one thing I noticed is that the show has a tendency to repeat in the dialogue. People say each other's names a lot as if to remind the audience who they are. Yeah. 
in this particular scene, There's no she never there. said his name once. I know. I keep, I keep, she just kept <sighs> saying, I like you. She kept yeah. calling him you. You're doing good. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. Um, and that's the whole me, thing with the Because a lot of people speculated, of course, when they saw that, oh, is it him? Is it his? I would say age-wise, it's appropriate for it to be him. Yeah. And like I said, the kicker for me is on a show that likes to repeatedly name drop names that we're well aware of who the characters are. They're still constantly reminding us of who, by saying them. In that particular scene, she never named who this guy was. Yeah. And the Joker, except for, I believe, only in one, one world, it, he's never really had a name. He's never really been a person. And was a, um, a failed sort of stand-up comic as well. Right. So what, yeah, I'm going to guess, that's my <sighs> theory, is that later it will that that is who now i don't necessarily think we're gonna see him even at all during the rest of this season yeah i I think that it's one of those one-off things where they just kind of threw that out there to see if anybody would pick up on it and then they'll bring him back later um but i think right now what we're gonna deal with is the obviousness of um the the warring gangster factions yeah. Um, and um, because it's obvious that there, what what's going to happen is that the, one by one over the years, um, James Gordon is obviously going to defeat the regular criminal masterminds that we are looking at now, like Falcone and such um, and Maroney. Yeah. They um, they're regular business guys that are crooked, like sexual traffickers. Um, yes. But they're not yeah. the supervillain types that we're used to seeing in Gotham in the Batman era. So my theory is is that James Gordon over time is going to be successful in his attempts to clean up Gotham. But what that's going to do is that's going to open the door for these villainous people like the joker that that we don't that the police don't really have the capability of handling um so i think that that's just i I think that that's where it's going to end up the show's going to end up going and that's why we're going to have characters that we're going to see how that like that i love what they're doing with the penguin i think that that casting is so spot on we were talking about i love his backstory I loved that Carol Kane is his mom. Oh my God, that that killed me. I she was only on screen for a few minutes, but uh, I loved that she had a role because I can't remember the last time I saw Carol Kane in anything. <laughs> um, uh, well, she's just one of those actresses that you know it catches your eye when you see her. Yeah, um, I can see season. She's just she's, she's just so classic. Yeah. Um. Sorry. Go ahead. Oh, no, so yeah, I just got to say, me and Sean, uh, we were saying the same thing. I, in fact, every time, all week, every time we've talked about Gotham, we said the same thing about we're loving what um, they're doing with the story with the the Penguin, building him up to be to become the the crime uh, the crime like crime lord that he's going to become. And I could see because of the couple of appearances we've had, season two, sort of focusing on people like um, uh, Enigma, uh, the Riddler. 
yes um, as like a main villain and I, I don't think it like yourself um i it makes sense now that appearance that might have been the joker i don't think we'll actually ever see him as a main villain in the series no i'm not no i'm not so, saying that we'll see him as a oh, main yeah, villain yeah, but yeah. i do think that we might that see might have him, him become part of the story in the sense of of him being involved with other people but not as the joker we're seeing him pre joker yeah. just like right now the focus is on the development as far as the super villains are concerned the focus is mainly on the penguin yeah so yeah. we are now seeing because I, I, I've, I've, I've said this several times um on social media to me gotham is the adult version of once upon a time that the uh, it's the same exact premise that you are taking stories that we are very familiar with and twisting the backstories so that you can create something completely new. Um, and in this case, like my one of my favorite parts about this, um, especially most with the most recent episode, um, because she was in his house, um, is Selena's obsession with Bruce Wayne. Yeah. Mm. Um, and that she and that she saw the Wayne murders happen. Um, I don't think any other incarnation um, has ever done that before. And I think that. Um, while that opens some doors up for Catwoman, I think that opens a lot of doors up for her relationship with Bruce Wayne as a as they get older. Yeah, and how that affects because they have always had that that love thing, that kind of you know love thing going on. So um, I'm wondering how that in this in in this body of work for Batman, um, how that's going to work out. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you on that completely. Yep. Um, I, I, and I, so far, I'm, I'm liking the. Um, I mean, I love the penguin. He's, like you said, probably the my favorite thing in it at the moment. Um, but I'm also liking the backstory with, uh, with the very young Bruce Wayne. Yes. And the detective side of it, where, you know, it, it's very much showcasing him honing his detective skills. Yeah, and, look, I, you know, I, and at the same time, whilst testing all of his fears and stuff, and trying to like push the the, the, the boundaries of um, all of what, what you know, like the the whole thing with when he's on uh, on the roof, and everyone was just like, "Oh shit, he's going to jump!" But then he's <laughs> afraid of heights, and he was facing his fears, and then the candle burning thing, and it's all starting to come together. Yeah. I was I was really um. Uh, what's the word? I was really apprehensive about the whole having the younger Bruce Wayne in the story as big as it has been. I thought, why? Just focus. There's tons you could do with just Gordon and the criminals alone. Don't need to see that with Bruce Wayne. But I, it's it's actually worked out really well. I think I'm. Uh, I do too. I think it. that it's yeah. not oversaturated with Bruce Wayne material. Yeah. I think that it's just um, little you know, little moments that we get to see that helps us put together what uh, Bruce is doing with yeah. his life after the murders, because that's obviously that's the pilot episode. That's the catalyst for, um, uh, James Gordon, um, kind of his first case. So, well, not kind of, it is his first case. In this yeah. Case. Well, they, they so, thought they solved. Yeah. Um, um, so yeah. So, um, I would definitely say that it's, um, uh, Bruce Wayne's uh, the, uh, the casting number one is is spot on 
on him too that the the, yeah. the the boy actor because that role requires a certain amount of emotional maturity for um a boy for talking about the actor himself for a boy that age um because he's having to emote not only what it would be like to lose your parents but not be not be completely sad and emotional about it but be meticulous and and like like you said like a detective about it you know like oh i'm gonna find the people who killed my parents Mm. you know what 10 year old what 10 year old thinks that you know so um yeah and he's uh, he's so switched on yeah yeah i i really like how they've written the character i like how they've cast that character but i i i have to admit there's one thing i like more oh i think i know what it is yeah a young alfred yes Uh, i was gonna say how terrifying is he awesome my is probably one of my even though he's got this probably the smallest roles on the show he is one of my favorite characters because everything that comes out of his mouth is brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> He's exactly how I imagined what Alfred would be in his younger years. Um, although I had never really imagined what it would be like. I never really imagined him raising Bruce Wayne from being a boy uh, after his parents died. But it makes sense that that's how it would have happened. I never really thought about it. I guess I just never really put two and two together like oh that's like his surrogate dad you know um but i thought it was funny because if you look at the the dark knight trilogy and you look at um michael kane if you if you listen to him say his own name it sounds like him saying my cocaine (laughs) i always laugh at that he has such a i always love his accent Uh, Uh, but if you look at um his backstory he made that all up um, I read an interview with him where he was to, that one scene he has where he's talking about um, being in the uh, army and looking for the jewel thieves and all that. Hmm. He had made all that up because he wanted his character to have a backstory. At that point, I guess he really didn't have one. So he wanted to have something there. And when I see this Alfred on TV, I immediately think to the the older Michael Caine version that that's this Alfred in 30 years. Yeah. You know, like, or, you know, 25 years, whatever it is. Um, the, the two, um, although the two, uh, the movie and the TV show are starkly different. Those were the, that's the one correlation I see between the two of them is that character seems to be right on par with what Michael, Michael Caine had created Alfred to be. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I agree as well. I like the fact that he's, he's just kind be, of a badass. Yeah. And he seems to be very, um, very much on edge as well. Like I remember the, the scene when Bruce is burning his hand and when he finds out about it, his first sort of reaction, obviously he grabs Bruce and I was thinking to myself, Geez, he's gonna hit the kid, but then he like realizes what he's doing, and then just like hugs him, and he's like, "It'll be okay." And I'm loving because, like, he admitted to Gordon, he's never raised a kid, he doesn't know what he's doing, uh, he hasn't got right. a clue. <laughs> I'm loving the. Well, uh... he's doing a good job for someone who has no idea what he's doing. <laughs> yeah, hats off to him. I mean, especially <laughs> considering the kid just lost both of his parents and they were murdered and right in front of his eyes, you would think that he would be going insane so obviously uh he's doing something right because the kids you know he's acting a little weird but he's not doing anything off the wall 
Yeah. He didn't actually try to jump. He was just testing himself. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, the other character that I really like, although I, I'm I'm sad to say I don't expect her to last, given um, who she is, is um, Fish. Um, who the uh, it's uh, Jada Pinkett Smith. Yeah. yeah. Um, given her high status um, in Hollywood, I don't expect her to stay i don't expect her character to stay around. i think that maybe she'll be in this season and that's it yeah, like maybe it'll lead to it'll lead into another bad guy for next year like maybe penguin maybe penguin will um start coming into his own next year or something mm. i don't know how long she's gonna stick around but i do hope that she does because i like her a lot i like her a lot more than um falcone and moroni yeah. Those characters seem very stereotypical mobster, you know, like it doesn't take a whole lot to write or act these characters, you know. Yeah. There's a hundred different examples that you can have that they look that it's exactly the same. Fish though, fish is unique, um, especially in a world full of men. Mm. Um, being a powerful woman that she is, um, and definitely being as mean and manipulative as she is, I find her quite fascinating, and I think that she's acted brilliant at least. Well, the whole the whole thing is cast well. I don't think that there's any any cast member that I that I think is miscast at all. No, I think, I the think cast that is... whoever did this did, especially Catwoman, um, mm. Selena. Oh my God, young Selena. Uh, I, I, she's the only one I would say just based on looks should have gotten the role. Um, but it, they got her spot on as far as what she looks like. It makes me think of Michelle Pfeiffer, yes. <laughs> especially the wide set I eyes. I like how they kind of pulled from that, that they, it looks like they kind of are doing little homages to other Batman material. Yeah. At least that's what it appears like to me. I could be wrong. No, I, I agree with you. And uh, you sometimes know. we see things we want to see. <laughs> yes. I, yeah, I think in this case, though, you're you're absolutely right. When I first saw that, when she first appears on screen, I thought that looks so much like a young Michelle Pfeiffer. Yeah, I can see why she got the part. Oh, just the eyes and the hair, the eyes look very much like Michelle Pfeiffer's. I think. Yeah, I, she looks like Michelle's. Like she could be Michelle Pfeiffer's daughter. Yeah, you mm. know. Wouldn't it be funny if it was? I know it's not, but wouldn't it be funny if it was? <laughs> Continue the tradition, sweetie. If I found what, that out, get I'd the whip be... out. <laughs> Don't be. Oh, yeah. That's an interesting conversation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was saying it'd be. Do your nails. It'd be interesting if one of us looked up on IMDb and we found out that was the case. It's very much like last time when you told me Guy Pearce was Australian. I was like, what? <laughs> like, I, I still. I still... Well, I'm telling you, when I re-listened to that podcast, that was the part that I cracked. I can, I can go over that. I still can. I can't believe he's Australian. So. Is it really that hard to believe? Well, because I'm going to tell you, as Americans, <laughs> we constantly get your uh, your accents confused. Okay. Um, uh, I don't personally, but I know a lot of Americans that cannot distinguish between. You, you know UK Australia New yeah, Zealand well um, I, I, Spanish going back to <laughs> <laughs> Kevin Smith they don't seem to know that there's a difference in countries Kevin Smith is obviously a prime example then because I remember in the many many smartcasts we listened to the, the, every time they've done when he gets Scott to do his impression of uh, Michael Caine 
He's, oh. he, yeah, he's like, he sounds Australian and he doesn't at all. <laughs> but for what they do, it's entertaining and it's funny. But, um, but yeah, there is, uh, well, I would hear it as a, well, I, I, I see a complete difference between English and American and Australian. Um, um, I do. Uh, I, I think it's British, uh, the, the, the British accent with the um, Australian accent is a little bit, harder for americans to hear right off right away yeah um and i blame it all on mel gibson because (laughs) he's been claiming to be australian for so long and he sounds like an american so i don't understand yeah he's what started this confusion (laughs) yeah Um, after the the podcast that we did with you that was the following one sean hit me with the mel gibson thing i didn't even know he was australian either <laughs> See, nobody did. Well, actually, I'm not sure if he's actually Australian or not. I think I read that he grew up in Australia, but he was born in the U.S. I could be wrong, and it would be very easy to Google and look up. But I think that's to. what I read that he was born here, but he like really early on, like really early age, he was taken to Australia and raised in Australia, and then came back to Los Angeles when he was like a teenager. Uh, that would explain hence, why he doesn't have an no accent. Ex. Yeah, but yeah. that still doesn't yeah, make sense that he doesn't confused. have. Yeah, it is why everyone's confused because he's like I'm Australian and he sounds like he's from Los Angeles. <laughs> um, and then a... we have then we have actors, you know, like you know all your brilliant British actors that do brilliant American accents, like on The Walking Dead. That of course causes untold confusion. I actually asked Ming. Um, I'm sorry, the the lead actor on Walking Dead. I'm sorry, what is his name? Oh, um, Andrew, Andrew Lincoln. Lincoln. And yeah, I'm sorry, I was drawing a blank. Um, <laughs> Ming took a pay- Ming was at um, a comic book man. He was at an AMC event for Comic Book Man, and he had had taken a picture with him. And so I <laughs> I sent him an instant message, and I asked him, I was like was it weird to talk to him and have him talk to you in his normal accent and he wrote me back he's like yeah it was kind of weird well we're so used to seeing him on screen with his somewhat southern accent although i will say that he he didn't pick a particular region to copy right every region of the south like every state has its own little twang to it yeah and his is more of like a muddled Right. southern accent but it's for considering that he's not american it's spot on i yeah. mean i gotta give him props but yeah, uh, I did, I, he didn't I, I, he didn't he didn't go after any particular area like there's a lot of different some there's some places that um even we need subtitles to understand what they're saying <laughs> i watched um a thing on youtube the other day actually which had which was um to do with andrew lincoln and lauren cohen and because they were asking um about the the accents and how yeah. they uh, how they you know what they do to get into the uh into that mindset of the accent and what you know what do they do to prepare and all that kind of stuff and i was just like i knew andrew lincoln was um british but i didn't know about lauren and then when they both started talking i was just like oh my god they're completely different people i and again it was, it was mind-blowing because i'm so drawn into the characters when they uh on the show especially lauren love her accent and then it just doesn't sound right when she's speaking normally it's just it doesn't, it doesn't work at all i hate it but yeah, and that's why it's all, all the more confusing for me when i find out these people are like like guy pierce i would never clear every movie i've ever seen him in he's always we sounded american so i, I wouldn't know at all 
Um, I would never in a million years have thought Guy Pearce was American. Yeah, but now I'm looking at this Mel Gibson thing here. He's, uh, he was born in New York. His, yeah, okay, he was born in the yeah, US. Yeah, his paternal grandmother was born in Australia to Irish parents, <laughs> <laughs> uh, while his grandfather had English, Irish, Irish, <laughs> yeah, and Scottish and Welsh, Welsh ancestry. Um, but you're going to get yourself really confused bag, here. Isn't he? Yeah, there's he, not- he's. He's got the whole arrangement of, of accents in his background. Yeah, he's got he holds Irish and American citizenship, but there's nothing about him being in uh, anything to do with Australia or growing up in Australian. Um, but he says he's Australian. Yeah, because uh, he got his big break through Mad Max, and he had a okay. He could have been. Oh, right, okay, yeah, here accent, we go. But... Yeah, his father was awarded a one hundred forty-five thousand dollar work-related injury lawsuit against New York Central Railroad on February fourteenth, nineteen sixty-eight, and then soon after that, relocated to Sydney. Uh, he was twelve years old at the time, and the move. Okay. Yeah, um, and then he moved back. Uh, Okay, we did. Yeah, so, so, we, so we can scratch him off the list. Yeah, he's not Australian. He's American. Yeah, he can stop claiming to be Australian now because he does. He totally claims to be Australian. See, I don't get that. He's New Yorkan, <laughs> as I call Maybe him. Maybe he. Well, you know what? There's a lot of things about Mel Gibson we'll just never understand. That's true. One thing we know is not he's Jewish. Too soon. Unless, unless. Um, it's something that he's keeping as a very deep secret against even against his family. Maybe. Um, yeah, his dad's a Holocaust. I did see the interview with his dad. His dad's a Holocaust denier. Like for real. Like wow. straight up. Like straight. Not even like speculative. Like it didn't happen. Dude, I'm impressed. That's, um, that's that's normally something that I would say. I would never have expected you to say something like that. It's true. <laughs> but it is true. I, it, it was just one of those things that I happened to stumble upon, and I saw this. That they did. It was an actual news program that did a real interview with his father, and they asked him about his beliefs. It was right after um, Mel Gibson got arrested for, and uh, had his homophobic slurs and called that cop sugar tits. Yeah. Uh, yeah, who says sugar tits, by the way? Mel Gibson. Mel Gibson, yeah. <laughs> I have never heard. I've heard. I have been. I have been uh, called many things, both good and bad. Sugar tits is not one of them. I think we to got, be fair, uh, I never would have thought to use that in any situation. Context. Yeah, no. like there's no good or bad context that I would ever to think to use that phrase. Especially during um, a police investigation. She gets so, Yeah. Well, I think we she found... doesn't. She's not dressed like as a sexy, as like a sexy cop. She's dressed as a cop. You yeah. know. So I'm not quite sure. Because the police officer uniforms over here, especially for women, they um, depending on how many layers they have on, like especially if they have some kind of like protective clothing or vest underneath. <laughs> I'm not even sure how he'd be able to see her breath. I don't know, but I think we found the name of this episode anyway. <laughs> Sugar Tits. Sugar Tits with Jamie Walton. From the Wayne Foundation. <laughs> okay, dude. Um, I, I was, was going to go with... Cherry us. on top of the Sunday. Yeah. I was going to go with Scott. I've got your, your new nickname. 
Sugar tits. <laughs> yeah, thanks. Sugar tits Nash. <laughs> okay, dude. Um, go, uh, what's the next question? Um, okay, so uh, actually, <laughs> that's not related while, to sugar tits. <laughs> while we're still on or loosely on Gotham, yep. Um, I just wanted to ask uh, Jamie, wh- what do you what do you think of, of of the lead, Ben Ben, as um the dude from the OC. <laughs> yes, it's the only guy I know from. The, who? The uh, ben, ben McKenzie as, as James Gordon. Jim. Um, I like him. I don't know him from anything else. I'm not really, it's like, it's not, not that I know of. I might, but I don't, I don't recall him. Um, but in this show, I'm liking him. It's just, I think that that character's being developed much, much more slowly than the rest of the characters. So we're not really able to see his acting chops as much as because all the other characters seem to be at such um, dramatic, high dramatic degrees that they're having to deal with. Whereas he's the one that seems to be trying to stay calm among the chaos. Yeah. You know, he's trying to be the one that does things, you know, the correct way and the right way and keep his head on his shoulders. So. Um, I like him, but I can't commit like I can with the other actors and be like, oh, it's perfect because just not, it's not his fault as an actor at all. It's just it's the writing is that particular character, which makes sense because he's the main character of the show that they're drawing him out so, so slowly um, mm. that we we only get a, we're only getting a little bit of an idea of who he is personally i mean we understand what his moral code is but as far as who james gordon the person is i'm not sure we're really seeing that yet it's all been the only time we see him outside of work is when he's trying to convince his his lovely fiance not to leave him because uh her ex-girlfriend wants her (laughs) wants him in jail yeah. yeah, I thought yeah. I thought that plot twist was a little um, interesting. Making that, that making was going to be my next question. Bisexual. Yeah, um, I was going to because I was going to ask you about that because me and Sean talked I about it. I thought it, it was a little and... detracting, but I'm I'm never going to downplay any major um, television show that um, portrays homosexuality. Hmm. I think it's a good thing, um, but I I do think in this I'm not. Unless they develop that more, like maybe she goes, maybe she's not sure and she goes back to it. Maybe she wants to have a relationship with that lady again. I don't know. Yeah. But um, I I think that it's nice that they're showing it, especially in a mainstream show like this, that is not about relationships and stuff. It's about Batman. So to <laughs> throw in a homosexual, uh, throw in a bisexual character um, at random was uh, – I, I would say it's it's nice. It's a nice thought, but I do think it it has the potential to be detracting. Yeah, yeah. Well, it, kind, it kind of weird. Li- same thoughts. It, I, it, it seems a little out of place for me. I mean, I, it, well, that's what I felt when I, I yeah. first saw it. So that's why I'm giving it a chance. That, like I said, it might they might develop it into something more. That maybe yeah. she's not sure about which relationship she wants to be in, especially now. Um, spoilers. Uh, now that. Um, <laughs> James Gordon's been arrested and um at the end the um penguin reveals himself but she uh she goes in and she tells she gives her the hods up like hey Barbara uh your man's going to jail 
it seems to me that she has more she keeps saying like oh i'm concerned about you you shouldn't be with him i'm concerned about you i think she still is in love with barbara so i'm wondering if they're gonna play that out more and if they do i totally support that but for right now in the moment if they don't go anywhere else with it and they just make the statement oh they had a relationship yes i would say it does seem a little out of place yeah or awkward no Um, agreed. but again i'm never gonna say i'm never gonna say anything negative about any television show that portrays homosexuality in any form because it's it's just one of those things that's not it's not often enough seen um and given that uh, there are so many people in our in our world that identify to um being uh, within the homosexual spectrum Hmm. i think that it's only fair that they should see themselves portrayed on tv just like uh way that races feel it's one thing that i've noticed a lot recently is a lot of um um uh leads that are um from our lead characters that are minorities um especially female minorities i think that's really awesome because traditionally female minorities have always had very side roles so a lot of major new shows seem to be um sleepy hollow which comes after gotham which unfortunately is losing its ratings like at a bad pace um given that it was such a big show when it aired last year Mm. or this earlier this year um and it is a show that i watch and i enjoy quite a bit um but that lead um again is a a female minority so i i love the fact that they are doing that because they didn't there was no it didn't have to be like that they could have cast her as just another white girl but they chose not to and i appreciate that yeah I just think that people should be able to see themselves reflected in entertainment and everybody sure. should be able to, and it, the world's not just filled with white people. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, as much, as much as white people will sometimes, certain white people would like to think that it's not true. <clears throat> we <throat> are <throat> actually the minority if we put everybody else together. Yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> that is true. Uh, Okay. okay. Can uh, I, can that I, was uh, awkward segue. <laughs> <laughs> can I ask you one other question? Because I, I, I don't. No. That, why would you ask me? <laughs> no, we're done. Oh, no, I was, I was, oh, I was no. directed at Scott. Oh me. Oh. No, I'm kidding. Oh. Scott, it's not at you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> what am I even doing here? Because <laughs> um, I, Scott, I don't think you you haven't seen the last couple of episodes. Um, the last two. Jamie, do you the the um the chick that was auditioning singing and then had the uh, she beat the, MMA, chick up. The, the mma fights with somebody else and basically yeah. who is that do you know who that is in in the in the um i'm not sure that that is anybody anybody okay. I, thought, I um i've seen um a lot of speculation as to who that can be um I don't think anybody i think because we haven't seen her enough yet that we can't be sure um, and I can't, I also can't remember if this girl's name was said or not. Um, I don't think that it has been yet, but they, um, they showed in the preview, um, her interacting with fish. So she's obviously, I mean, obviously fish is going to be using her in some kind of major plot. Yeah. Um, so to try to gain power. So, um, I'm not thinking that she's anybody of significance other than somebody that is, uh, and, uh, unless she winds up like being the person to take Penguin's place, 
um, within Fish's regime, I can't really see her being anybody. Are I don't we, know. Are it's we just, talking about? It them? seems like the people. It seems like the people that are going to end up being characters that we know. Um, with the exception of the possible Joker character, it seems like they're really wanting us to know who these people are. Yeah. You know, it, it, they're not really hiding it. So I think that in this, especially this first season, I think you're going to see it made very, very, things are going to be like really clear cut. Um, I, I guess the perfect example of that for would be anybody, again, who's familiar with Once Upon a Time. If you notice the first season of Once Upon a Time, they used very, very clear cut um, plot of using individual um, stories from fairy tales to tell the main story. But they made all of the characters very, very clear in who they were, who their roles were. And then in later seasons, it wasn't that until later seasons that they started getting more... Um, dubious about who it really is that we're talking about and who we're dealing with in a particular character yeah but they have to every show um i think every show has that if you go back and look at certain series and look at their first season in comparison to all their other seasons that defining season that defining season is defining because they have to define what the show is True. Um, so, and that's a perfect example for probably why Heroes was as good as it was, is because that first season is when they had to introduce all of the characters to us, and where they fell short is when they had to stop doing that and right. actually continue on with those characters. They failed miserably. <laughs> um, let's hope that that doesn't happen with Gotham. It didn't happen with Once Upon a Time. There's been a little. Uh, hits or misses here and there but for the most part the story the, the story has stayed pretty strong and um they were able to get away from that very clear cut in your face telling of the story like this is cinderella yeah. you know um and it's more along the lines of here's this person that just walked in the storybook i wonder who it is it could be anybody you know and it's the wizard of oz <laughs> um no, that that hasn't actually happened yet. Yet, not yet. <laughs> I'm sure he'll show up someday. <laughs> well, yeah, they, uh, they kind of along with along with Darth Vader. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> yeah, uh, but with Gotham, I think that they will follow the same um, kind of route of the first season, this opening season, really in, it's spending a lot of time introducing who these people are, clearly defining who they are. And then in the following seasons, that's when they're going to be a little bit more playful about what we're dealing with because we're going to be locked into the show at that point. Um, we'll be familiar with the characters that are interacting so they won't have to be so repetitive about who they are, what they do. Um, it's a familiarity that allows them to be more playful and doesn't leave the audience just sitting there like, what is going on? Yeah. You know? Um, so I think in that first season, they're kind of limited in, in the amount of secrecy that they can have. Like I said, the, the only character that I really think that I'm eyeballing might might be like one of those Easter egg kind of characters is the possible Joker character. Yeah. And like I said, the only reason I'm doing the only reason I'm going with it is him is the age and the fact that she wouldn't 
call him by his name and it just seems weird to me that if you're auditioning especially a stand-up comedian at some point you would say their name yeah. instead of you you because she said she must have said you at least six times in that scene yeah I, I i think i agree on that i am gonna go out on the limb because i like 55 percent of me thinks that that the the girl. girl that I was talking about might huh. turn out to be. What's um, your opinion? Yeah, give a counter opinion. I think it might turn out to be Harley Quinn. I lost sound. Mm, I disagree. Okay. I, do, I, I You'll have to repeat what you said. Oh, sorry. I, 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 you I, cut it. You cut out for me. I didn't hear your statement at all. Oh, I think I think <laughs> it might turn out to be Harley Quinn. Um, nah. given the sexuality that's being imbued in the character, definitely, and the fact that that um. But also, if it is Harley Quinn, then that would mean that the stand-up comedian is not the Joker, because there's a large age difference between the Joker and Harley Quinn, mm -hmm. and those two people look to be within 10 years of each other, yeah. if not the same age. So, um, but it could be, with, like I said, with the sexuality and also with the, um, the moves that she's got, because she's the girl's got some moves. Um, uh, fighting style that is. Yes. Um, yeah. It, that's very that that is very very possible. Yeah. It's very very possible, and it's all it's also very possible that they could cut away from the traditional storytelling of the Joker and Harley Quinn and not have them have such a huge age separation. Yeah. Um, like with, so with this kind of show, they do tend to in certain ways rewrite or retell the origin story of well, of well as they are obviously yeah they are i mean they're very clearly rewriting the origin yeah. story but that's why that's why we're watching because if we wanted to watch the story be retold again we would just put a movie in yeah you yeah. know or pick up a comic book um it, 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 i think the only way for this tv show to be successful is to like i said like with once upon a time take stories that we're all very familiar with and completely change them around so that it makes us think about things differently it doesn't change the end result of who these people become in the end like so it doesn't change the batman story that we know and love it just adds to me it just makes it more defined it it, it, it just makes it has more layers and more depth that way so that we can understand as far as their version is concerned this is why the penguin became the way he is if anything despite the fact that he's a cold-blooded murderer i have to say the way that they're writing the penguin i've had a great deal of sympathy for him yeah despite the fact that he killed a man for a sandwich <laughs> It must have been a good sandwich. <laughs> it didn't look like that good of a sandwich. No, I, <laughs> I think it was half eaten too. Um, yeah. You would think that it, just asking him for the sandwich or beating him up for the sandwich would have been easier, but he killed them. But I still find myself repeatedly having a certain amount of empathy for his character. And I don't really know why I can't even explain why. And I wish that I could. It's just, it's the, I guess the, the power of their writing. Yeah. Um, but I will say it's interesting that you say that your theory is is that she's Harley Quinn because in one sense that would kind of play into my theory and many other people's theory that the comedian is the Joker because then that would set the scene for a long time down the road 
for how they would become involved with each other, how they would um, eventually meet or interact with each other. If she was part of Fish's group and um, he uh, is a um, comedian there, it would make sense that they, and it would also make sense that they would be so secretive about both of them and who they are. Yeah. If yeah. they if they're trying to hide who the Joker is, then they obviously would have to be. Um, a little close to the vest about who Harley Quinn is, if yeah. she were to appear. That's true. Mm. Um, Scott, uh, you don't you don't think that is her though? No, I think at this point in the series that they've introduced so many uh, criminal characters that we're familiar with, like um, Penguin, um, Victor. Well, what's his name? Uh, Victor Zas Zas Zas. Who? You know, he's the one that every time he kills somebody, he scars himself with his knife. Familiar with him? No. No. Have, have they shown him? Um, pretty certain they have. Oh, they might have referenced him, but okay. uh, he's, he will be in it a bit later on if, they, if they've not already introduced him to uh, wherever we're at in the series so far. Um, I'm just trying to think of the other ones. And obviously all the, the criminal masterminds, the Falcons and, um, and, and whatnot. I think it would just be too much in season one to have like so many big characters, even referenced like Harley Quinn. Um, I, at this point, I've got... It's, I mean, I, it's completely conceivable that the dude on the stage was the Joker or would become the Joker, but I don't think she's Harley Quinn, this other chick. And also Poison Ivy, she's been introduced as well. Uh, and I think they they wouldn't need to introduce so many uh, characters that we're all familiar with. They could do that and stress that over the first couple of seasons at least. Give us something to look forward to for season two, you know? Well, but see, that's where you both could be right, technically speaking, yeah. is that you both of you could be right in the sense that you, you're you right that she's Harley Quinn, but you're right that they don't want to add any other villains, so they're yeah. not going to introduce who she is. They're not going to flat out say this is Harley Quinn. They could very well introduce her as a different name, and she takes on the name Harley Quinn later. Yeah. So, um, so I mean, because Harley Quinn is, is that that's that's a literature reference. Yeah. So yeah. to ro to romance novels. So I would be, I would really hope a parent wouldn't name their child Harley Quinn. Um, I understand why Kevin Smith has because <laughs> of the character Harley Quinn, but. Um, Going back to what the actual root of that word is, I don't see why a parent would actually name their child that unless they're really mean and <laughs> wanted to sexualize their child yeah. at a very, very young age. Yeah. Um, I also agree with your statement there. But, about I, the age but it could be, it, you could, I, I, what I'm saying is that you could introduce supervillains in this series, mm. but us not know about it. If, yeah. if they, they, what they might be doing, what they might be playing at is, introducing making sure that they're making very clear who certain characters are and leaving certain characters in the background so that they can bring them forward later in later in coming seasons yeah so that's why i'm saying that technically you both could be right you could be correct that it's harley quinn or any other number of female supervillains um and you're also right that they're probably not going to introduce any other more major characters this season i mm -hmm. believe as far as structures concerned the characters that we're going to focus on are the characters we've seen yeah. they're not going to bring in anybody mid-season to throw us off, off off of our seat because there's no need for that the ratings are stellar 
the pe- people are responding extremely well to the show so there's just there's really no need for them to have like that that oh my god moment yet but mm-hmm. in later seasons of course they're gonna have to rely on that because again we're gonna become so accustomed to the characters we're dealing with now that they're gonna have to introduce new people in order to keep the show fresh yeah yeah so it's a, it's a, it's possible that any any background person could be anybody in reality i mean yeah. just in the way that the show's written mm. but um the re- uh, if i had to if i had to venture a guess i don't think that she is a super villain i think that she's somebody that fish is manipulating um now that's not to say that i don't think that she's not going to be like a main person like a main character on the show um at least for the moment but i'm not sure who she is like as far as the batman series goes if she's an actual character that we already know or if this is just a character that they've created yes yeah. i can't I, think I have to watch she's only been in one like one, or, one maybe episode. two episodes now one episode yeah. and i um I haven't seen enough of her really to commit. All that we've really seen is her auditioning and practicing in front of Fish. Yeah. So um, we haven't really seen her being her. Um, so, so it's hard to say who she is. Yeah, I, I think. When I, I guess. I guess the jury's out. I can't. I, I can't commit no, to an answer. Out. I would say that I'm on the fence too. I would say I'm fifty-fifty. Yeah. Okay. I think they're going to spend uh, the, the rest of the season and like the next season because they've got to build up the um, just the the criminal, the organized crime side of things, like the um, the Falcons and that, because they can't just keep bringing in villains and stuff. Okay, season two, I can, I sort of predict being. Um, Edward Dinkmar being turned to the dark side and he becomes a villain, leaves the police force, whatever, because he's doing whatever he does there. Uh, just ask a lot of questions. I can see him becoming a main villain, but I think but you've got to have that organised crime element of just normal people, characters we don't or do or, and don't know, uh, just regular people that come in and um, work their way up the, the criminal ladder. Um, and like I say, it wouldn't surprise me if this chick, if she ends up... I'm sure Penguin will end up taking out Fish and he'll then become that sort of um, uh, criminal power element side of it. But this, yeah, this other I've chick, kind she of could gone do under the thing. same assumption that Penguin is going to be... Um, I mean, because just think about the name Penguin and Fish. Yeah. And his reaction last time she called him that and he tried to... You know, I mean, you think about the the name indicators, you think about the actors who plays Fish. Like I said, she's a major 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 star so i don't expect to see her on this series for a number of years i think that this character was written to be a major character to draw you into the show but it was written fish was written to be to be killed i think eventually i don't necessarily think it's this season but it will yeah. definitely be by the second end of the second season, just yeah. because of who's playing her. Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me if they. It's just too much of an indicator that. that the character's not going to be long term. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I'm sorry, but she is Will Smith's and wife and Jaden Willow Smith's <laughs> mom. I mean, they are like Hollywood royalty. Yeah, apparently. Like you don't get bigger than that family. So the fact that she's on this show at all. Um, well, it says a lot for the show, but again, 
I think it's a clear and it, these those type of people do not stay with projects for years and years and years. They're not struggling to get jobs. So, yeah. um, uh, to me, I, it sounds like I think that she probably wanted to be on the show for the glory of being on the show. But then, did you hear she's what she did on to something for her else? Audition. What did you hear? What she did for her, audi- her audition? Apparently, no. she apparently she um she showed up with some dude uh, like chained up or something and had um she got uh, some red lipstick and she I can't remember what she did she she wrote something on the dude's head it was like i can't remember it was either kill or fish or one of the two i think it was kill i think um because she was playing that kind of character she like, it's like a dominatrix yeah uh, kind of. i don't think she was dressed like it but that was the kind of impression <laughs> that i got i'm seeing her dressed in all leather and spike heels um yeah and i'm seeing the guy as will uh, I, <laughs> I'll look it up quickly what she did because um, I was going to mention as well what you were saying earlier on about um, Penguin's character and feeling empathy for him and it's funny because I felt exactly the same way for, despite the fact he was only in it for a short while but the role that he had in The Walking Dead he played very much the same sort of character where he was quite helpless and but kind of wanted to help others but didn't do a very good job of it Um um, Who was he in The Walking Dead? He was... Uh, do you remember the episode when... Uh, in season three, when... I think it's three. No, sorry, four. When Rick and Carol, they go out on a on a run after Rick's found out that Carol killed uh-huh. those two people. Yeah. The episode when he's like, that's it, you're banished, you're gone. They come across a dude and a chick that have been hiding in a bathroom for a couple of days. He is He's the dude in that. Oh, thing. okay, okay. Yeah. And, okay. He, and he's exactly I know what the episode you're talking about, but I didn't recognize him. Yeah, um, he's, he's got blonde hair in it. So he, he, well, he that, yeah, that would, be, that would be a big throw-off for me. <laughs> yeah. And that, and I didn't notice that it was Aaron Paul between Big Love and, and uh, Breaking Bad, and the only difference was is he shaved his head, so... Obviously, um, I don't pick up on things very well. That, yeah, I, it was literally because um, I've I, I lost was... your guys' audio again. <laughs> there it oh, is. No. It's back. It? Okay, I got yeah. your audio again. Um, Sorry. That's all right. Yeah, we. Yeah, I was only because I was uh, having a bit of a Walking Dead marathon at work the other day, and I came across that episode, and I was like, "Wait a minute, that's Penguin!" And otherwise, I wouldn't have had a clue myself. But yeah, he plays very, very much a similar sort of character. He's just. Um, uh, very like I said he he just wants to kind of prove himself and help out and he's all like hey yeah we'll we want to come with you we'll do whatever it takes we'll go get supplies and uh you know food and stuff and you know Rick gives him his watch and he says yeah come back in two hours and we'll um we'll, we'll jump off we'll get out of here but um I guess the woman they find in a garden somewhere getting eaten by zombies and he never shows up again so he could show up again but yeah, they um, they waiting around for like three or four hours. Probably not now that he's the penguin. Oh yeah, there is that too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, they, I, I think he's kind of committed at this point, especially with that black hair. Going black to blonde and back and forth yeah. would be a pain. Yeah, unless unless for nostalgia, he just decides to show up for like one scene in The Walking Dead as a as a zombie. Okay. Uh, well. That would be kind of cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, uh, well, let's um before we wrap this up, let's talk because it's ho- it is Halloween tonight. Let's go ahead. We've mentioned The Walking Dead quite a bit during this podcast, but we haven't actually talked about it. We talked about it um, last time I was on. the The new season was getting ready to start. We had um, 
gotten ourselves all the way up to the up to the la- end of the last season and into this new one we're now i think um three episodes in to the yeah. new season yep. and um i am in the clear now to continue watching um, so are you are you just gonna <laughs> skip the first three you're not gonna watch the first three I, episodes. um well what oh, i did what? is i didn't watch them but i went and i because there's a lot of websites that describe the um the episodes um almost line by line yeah so um you've got to watch episode one I just there's wa- no cannibalism well, in it one you have to watch uh, that's what i understand is i actually and i did have people watching for me and telling me where there was issues and where there wasn't um i i i I, the only scene that i really want to see is actually from the most recent episode when they take the cannibals out from what i understand rick and the gang just like turn they just like they become brutal especially rick and i i've been waiting for that to happen i'm so tired of empathetic nice rick like so um (laughs) no i've read i've read the descriptions up until now and now that the the cannibals are officially out of the picture as i predicted would happen and and they're part of them are on their way back up to dc Mm. um I feel comfortable so in I've, watching. I've got to disagree about your, uh, your your comment on Rick. Only again, only because I've having gone back and uh, been binge watching them again lately. Because uh-huh. um, it's one of those things. A lot of people said with episode three, they had that problem with Rick Farmer. Rick, they say. Um, yeah. <laughs> and I and I'm like, well, even like they seem to think that it's like the entire season that he's in that sort of um, state of mind, but he's not because you see the transition from the end of two when they've lost the farm, then they get to prison, the betrayal of the prison guys inside when he kind of ends up killing one of them by sticking the machete in a guy's head to yeah. uh, obviously losing his wife and that and being worried about Meredith and how they're going to survive in the world with no Laurie and um, all the other very little issues that happen like the, um, oh dear, the, the what pigs. what will we do without Laurie? Oh yeah, right. <laughs> but the, uh, <laughs> Whatever will we do? <laughs> but the, the, sorry, was, didn't mean it. I'm that's sorry. Nobody likes <laughs> So it's fine. Uh, but the, she was a completely pointless character. <laughs> but there's the the moment when uh, when the sickness breaks out in the prison, and the and then they find out that somebody's been feeding all the walkers the rats and stuff, and he realizes yeah. the only way to get rid of them is get rid of the pigs as a distraction, which they can't really eat anyway because of the sickness. And even like at that moment, there's a massive like transitional change in his story as a character where he is developing at that point and then obviously very shortly after that the governor then shows up and he then that's when he then starts to go back into kick-ass rick mode after he's recovered of course i think that he goes i I think that rick's in a very rick's in a very emotional character which you don't often see with male characters especially male leads in uh an action series kind of this because i do consider this kind of like an action thriller sure thriller series more than a drama um i mean it's dramatic but let's be honest there's a lot of blood and gore in this so yeah. it's not just drama am i watching um, something different 
<laughs> What's the blood and gore? Uh-huh. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I think there's lots of blood and gore in it. It's just not real. <laughs> yeah, especially the, um, um, the premiere of season five, the explosions and the blood and stuff. Tons of it. It's awesome. Yeah. Um, from what I from what I read, the um, the new season has thus far been very um, action packed. Um, not um not a whole lot of walker action going on i think there's uh, it seems like the last episode the third episode there was very very little walker there's some but just not considering that the show is about zombies not a lot of zombie action going on but um again uh when we talked last i had said that my prediction was is that because these cannibals were not part of the original um comic book series there was um a band of roving type cannibals like a biker gang type of cannibals mm. but there was not this terminus place sure so um i had predicted last time when we spoke that this this part of the plot would be gotten rid of pretty early in the season and we'd be moving on yeah, it seems that, that that has that that's happened and that the um the cannibals are finally gone for good, and um, we're moving on to DC. I would say that um, I will start definitely watching it. I might go. I don't know. I might get some courage in me and go back and watch. But you know what? Just think about it. It took me 20 years to go back and rewatch it, and that's made for TV movie. <laughs> And I'm not even scared of clowns. I'm scared of cannibals. So yeah. I mean, um, but having having like watched, said, there's no cannibalism I've watched in one, one and two. I haven't watched three yet. I yeah. think I think you are you're very safe for one. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And two, you only have to. Because I don't even like talking about it. There, there's 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 no there's, 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 there's hardly there's, well there's only one re- one scene where you see when the group finds out what they were doing in this place well like you, i said i read about it, it and like i said it's just the, the descriptions of what they're doing like it's like the like the scene um i think it happens in the first one in the first episode where um glenn and rick and everybody get put um over the trough for the yeah. mass slaughter yeah like I don't think I could watch that. Like, just the idea behind it, I, I just... It seems so irrational, but I just... Like I said, I just don't want anything to do with it. I just... Mm. It, it's not a big part of the story, so... Nice. What we're going to have to do is... is, is, is uh, we'll go back and we'll watch it. We'll, we'll, we'll note down specific times. We can, we'll <laughs> stop your say, TV. Yeah, you can start, start from the beginning of the episode, stop at 1 minute yeah. 43. Resume <laughs> okay. at 2 minutes 19. <laughs> And watch the I think, I think reading the I think reading the recaps uh, of what's happened has been enough for me. Like I said, there's only one scene that I want to see, and it's in the episode you haven't seen yet. So I'm not gonna I, I'm not gonna just go on to describe what happens. But my neighbor actually um, he um, he talked to me about it because he's a huge Walking Dead fan, and every week he asks, have you have you seen a new episode yet? <laughs> um, he's, a, he's an older guy too. He's really he's really kind of funny. Um, but um, he um, he had told me what happened in this week's episode um, uh, in the in the last scene and the final scene, or at least uh, this final like battle scene, and um, he was just going crazy. 
he was just I, I've no I've not seen him this excited about Walking Dead in a really long time. So um given his reaction and knowing what a huge horror fan he is, um I might watch the third episode. Just because they they're out of their compound now, it's not a situation where um Rick and his group are the prey really anymore. It's more like the tables are turned at a certain point. Yeah. Well, so I've, I've, um I've, I think I can handle that. So okay. I think one and two I'm just gonna skip. Okay. In that case Everyone keeps tying I I do realize a lot of people are saying that one that's that episode one was like one of the best episodes in the whole series. Yeah. I've read mm-hmm. that several places. No, I'm I'm right. definitely on board with that. Yeah. Um, that it was just that that it made everybody want the season, the show to keep going. Yeah. You know? when, when you look at the ratings that it pulled in on the first episode, seventeen point three million people. Uh, That's you, amazing for this for a show um, running this long. Okay, before you hear your next question, Sean, I got one for you then, uh, just out of interest, and maybe you, Jamie, if you've read if they've gone into this much detail um at the beginning of episode one uh you've got when they're at the the bloodbath thing you've got yeah. that dude that comes in doing the uh the gun the bullet round check thing majiggy yeah and yup up and then he says what was in the bag that you planted outside of uh their their cat outside terminus yeah and he goes through he says yeah yeah there's guns in it and um stuff that i'm gonna do stuff with and he says like a, a red-handled machete or something which i'm gonna use to kill you do you think that will come to fruition later on in the series yes yeah you think he will use that machete because a lot of people are saying oh that'd be a bit too cliched but i'm just like no that'd be fucking awesome <laughs> yeah when someone says i'm gonna use that specific weapon uh, well, well, better than like you know, nine months down the road, they actually use that weapon. That's going to be awesome. Because I, I was under the mistaken impression that the dude died when Thomas was being overrun, but apparently he um, he didn't. No, he doesn't. We we see him again. I mean, yeah. yeah. So we, he, we, he, we see him in the second episode. So you think he's going to be like a recurring character throughout the series? No. Or do you think he's just going to like shove towards the end, and then Rick's going to be like badass and just be like, "I made you a promise," and then just fuck him up with the machete based based on what what little i know of the third episode yep i think he probably dies in the third episode all right that's spot on <laughs> okay. with a red handled machete maybe <laughs> excellent okay probably, given that i haven't watched the episode but, but i've completely read about the episode i probably shouldn't say anything else <laughs> no that's fine i'm just yeah I, it'll be all right see, by, like by the time scott watches it he would have forgotten yeah i yeah <laughs> that's yeah. that's so endearing yeah so is it in I say that, with film love. that has the amazon banner or not <laughs> yeah i'm very i'm very I've, i have a very bad memory these days it's um yeah okay so i'm really looking forward to that episode now i want to watch it now which one the second or the third oh, both yeah <laughs> right now okay. I, 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 I will say Turn i mean the tv I, on jamie will probably we'll know here and wait yeah it's fine go for it yeah. Okay. We've got there. time. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> um, the, the, uh, uh, having read about the second episode, Jamie, uh, I'm assuming you obviously have an idea of how the episode closes out. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I watched it, it did make my stomach churn. And I thought of you. I just thought I hope Jamie hasn't watched this yet. <laughs> did you need to rephrase that? <laughs> yeah. I, okay. That didn't. That didn't. Um, <laughs> 
I thought of what your reaction might be watching the episode. Yeah, that's, that's I better. Like that. I thought of you. <laughs> and it made that's my wonderful. stomach churn. Uh, uh, cut that. Yeah. Uh, there leave was that a shit comma in. in there. There was a comma. Yeah. <laughs> no, uh, um, and it's because uh, of the cannibalism. I... Go ahead, hon. Were you going to finish saying something? I have no idea. Oh, oh, so, yeah, well, yeah. You were saying what, you, 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 were th- you thought of her because I, if I'm aware of how it ends, yeah, yeah, and you... that I shouldn't watch it, yes, I'm yes. fully aware. Okay, all right, yeah, good. So I would... That makes me want to watch it even more now. <laughs> yeah, I know you sick bastard. <laughs> yeah, well, actually, that's uh, one of the things that my neighbor, like I said, my neighbor is a huge horror fan, and that's one of the one of the types of films that he's really into is anything that has like cannibalism in it i think it's kind of ironic that he lives next door to me um (laughs) and i've never admitted to him my fear of cannibalism because i know that he'll torment me with it if he knows so (laughs) i just i just politely listen to him drone on and on and on about watching fear.net and stuff just just watching all the like the most b-rated c-rated d-rated horror movies but that's evidently like one of the, the zombies and the cannibalism and all that he's like really into that stuff so oh wow i actually teased him once i said one of these days you're gonna die and i'm gonna come in here and i'm gonna find a body in your fridge and it's totally not gonna surprise me <laughs> let me ask you when you're talking to this guy do you like secretly have your phone in your pocket with your hand on it secretly dialing 911 just in no. case <laughs> no, not at all. Our dogs are best friends. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> we have play dates for our dogs. Safe as anything. And that's why we're that's what we talk about while dogs are playing together. We sit and talk about the TV we've been watching all week because he's much, much older than I am, so that's what we have in common is is dogs and TV. <laughs> So um, he watches a couple of shows I watch, but he's really, really into the horror movies. And he's just one of these kind of guys that he'll just go on and he should have been a movie reviewer. He'll just go on and on and on about why a horror movie is good. And it's kind of funny to listen to. (laughs) But uh, no, he's not creepy at all. No, but I do tease him because he has such an obsession with horror movies that contain cannibalism. that You know, obviously you have some kind of fascination. Maybe I should be worried about that. But you said fascination. I thought you were going to say fetish then. <laughs> no. <laughs> could have gone all no. Kinds of wrong. <laughs> I don't know. I don't want to know what his fetishes are. <laughs> we aren't close like that. <laughs> well, as close as we get is he's having, he had surgery yesterday and I'm babysitting his dog for the next couple of days. That's about oh. as close as our relationship gets. Oh, that's nice of you. Okay, I'm dude. a good neighbor. I'm yeah. a really good neighbor like that. I'm not even charging him anything because I like his dog so much. Yeah, that's reasonable. Good call. If his dog was a jerk, I would charge it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what kind of dog is it? It's a Jack Russell, yeah. and um, I have two dogs um, that are close to the same size, um, and they're all friends. They hang out every day. So, um, Although my oldest dog, who's um, about what is she about 12 or 13 now um although she's best friends with him at his house she she seems to be taking a little bit of offense to him being in her house right like 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 they're they're Yeah. yeah they're like best friends all the time like they play together she goes in his house all the time she goes to his house every single morning to go get a cookie from him from her from the neighbor 
um because we 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 live in a place where the dogs can kind of roam free we don't have to leash them up um lots of we live on a dead end yeah um and everybody on the street owns a dog so nobody can (laughs) complain (laughs) um uh no so it was just weird to see that when she when he first got uh, the dog first got to the house that she was like all kind of growling at him like i don't want you like he jumped up on the couch and she was just like hey that's my spot Mm. it's funny it's funny dog behavior anyway that's really off topic (laughs) that's okay yeah i don't think that we have any tv shows to talk about that has anything to do with dogs no we got um... i'm sure we could link it somehow we could find something did you watch Marley and Me? Oh, yeah. Man. Oh, man. <laughs> now I'm going to cry horrible, again. It's a horrible movie. So I, I'm not a, it's a horrible, it's a horrible movie. It's like watching uh, Old Yeller. Don't watch it. No, I've never seen yeah, Old Yeller. I, because I've had a Yellow Labrador myself, I could relate to it a lot, and especially the end bit as well. I just... Um, and I, I, I oh, hate... I watched it. I cried. Oh, yeah, me too. And that's the weird thing. It's like, I love Jennifer Aniston. I hate Owen Wilson. Cannot stand him. But... That the last scene when spoilers when he's talking to the dog before they put it down, Jesus Christ! I cried like a baby. Yeah. No, you've never seen Old Yeller. No, no. Why? I I don't know. It's just never been on my radar. Slacker. Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. I'm horrible when it comes to certain classic movies. Well, I was busy watching Terminator when that was out, so you know. (laughs) My parents gave me good movies to watch, and I I think they protected me from movies (laughs) like that because apparently you would is really an emotional film, isn't it? Old Yeller. Old Yeller. I guess it would depend on your context, um, because Old Yeller, the dog, pro dog or anti dog. Well, I mean, the dog, the dog does get sick. He get, he gets rabies. So, spoiler. Um, <laughs> yeah, from a movie that's like twenty years old or something. <laughs> I think it's more than twenty years. Yeah, old. I, I think, think so. Yeah, I just. Old. Um, I'm gonna bring it up. But anyway, no. Um, in a certain sense, no. I like for me, I didn't get sad for the dog because I felt it was like a kindness to the dog because the dog had rabies. I, was, yeah. I just thought it was. Right. I thought I. I was a little confused by. Um, since you guys haven't seen it, I'll explain it to you. The boy decides that he wants to be the one to put the dog down and. They live on a farm, so they're not going to a vet and having it done in a nice, humane way. He's going to shoot it. So, the you know, it, he volunteers like, hey, it's my dog. It's my responsibility. I have to kill him. I didn't really get that. Oh, screw that. I don't, really, <laughs> I don't really understand that. I've had a dog oh put to sleep, God. and he didn't even have rabies. Uh. And... I could not have killed him myself. There's no way. <laughs> Even though he was suffering and in pain, yeah. I could not have murdered my dog. So it just, I don't get the whole, I'm going to be a man and I'm going to be the one to kill him because he was my dog. You know, I just don't understand that concept. But <laughs> I got to say, the description on IMDb is pretty um, crazy. It came out in 1957, <laughs> so I was a few years off. And it's got an average rating of 7.3. But the description is, a boy brings a yellow dog home. The dog loves the family as much as they love him. But can the love last? That's it. (laughs) That sounds like like an epic romance. (laughs) 
<laughs> it's nuts. I've seen some descriptions on IMDb that were more than questionable. <laughs> Definitely. Uh, that one is a little too vague, I would say, <laughs> especially considering it's rated as a family movie. Um, now, it might be vague in the sense that it, it, the person who wrote it's like every person who ever is going to read this has seen Old Yeller. Except yeah. for these two dudes that <laughs> yeah. do this podcast. <laughs> Who haven't yeah. seen it. And probably, um, no, honestly, probably never will. No, uh, well, it's not one of those movies that I like because of some particular reason that you should go back and watch it unless you're a huge dog lover. You know, the relationship mm. between a boy and his dog is always cool. But if you want that, watch Lassie. It's the same time period. No, I've seen Lassie. You know, yeah. yeah. You know, well, same time period. Lassie doesn't die except you know the real lassie dies a bunch of times but uh, <laughs> wait it's not an immortal dog <laughs> oh man okay no they just stuffed the original and then they reanimated it <laughs> yeah i just put him on a stick and just had somebody run around with him <laughs> yeah like with uh mr ed they put strings in his mouth Oh. Peanut butter under <laughs> peanut butter underneath. Ah, <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, um, I'm, gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna bring us back, back to the Walking yeah. Dead for a minute. Okay. Um, Since we got some that, because <laughs> we got a, we got a couple Dead other dogs. questions um, from hey, the same person from Donna. Um, I, oh yeah, and, just um, no. If you're going where I think you're going, I did. This is a question I was going to ask last time, but ran out of time. And like I said, I did have a couple of emails from people I work with to my email account, but they were the same okay. ones we talked about earlier on, which I'm sure you're going to hit anyway. So sorry, dude. Carry on. Okay, cool. <laughs> okay. Scott um, obviously wanted to ask the question. Yeah. No, no, no. It's fine. No, you do it. I don't know what questions <laughs> you got. <laughs> go I'm on. just teasing. Just somebody asked the damn question. <laughs> What's in the right. box? Um, this question comes in two parts. So the first part is, do you guys think anyone will die this season? In the Walking Dead from the main cast. That's it. Yes. Yes. Ooh. And who? So, yeah. And who? <laughs> um, I could see Michonne dying. Ooh. Just because that seems to be the the most. That would be the most shocking death, I think, of all the characters, because she seems to be the one that's most self reliant and and able to take care of herself without having a team of people with her. Um, I think her being dead, like especially if it happened like in the finale, I think Michonne dying would shock every audience member. So that would be a really good way to go. Ooh. Plus, that actress is, it, I, you know, I could see her career really starting to become up and coming from this show too. So I could see a lot of work being offered to her right now. Okay. So. Sean, what's your... Well, you always have to... I mean, I mean, I, I hate to say this because it ruins the idea of creati creativity, but one of the things you have to think about is the re a lot of the reasons why people leave the sh leave shows and get killed off of shows um, is because of personal decisions by the actor not to continue with the series. Hmm. Um, perfect example of that, although you, I don't think you are, are based on our last conversation that either you're familiar with the show, Downton Abbey did that not this last season but the season before two actors left the show so they killed off two people major characters back to back 
like ripping the audience's hearts out like Mm. they kill off one and then a couple episodes later they kill off another one and they were major beloved characters but the reason the writers did it wasn't because they're assholes it was because these people are major actors that have gotten offered major work and they don't want to be on a tv show anymore yeah you know they want to go do movies and stuff so they said hey screw you we're leaving kill us off uh, we don't care that the audience's heart's broken. Um, yeah. So I think that that's a driving force. Um, I think that that's a driving force in a lot of decision making as to what characters die. But in this particular case, with it being The Walking Dead, obviously certain characters have to die, regardless of how the actor feels. Like um, Herschel being a perfect example. Aww. I could see the actor who plays Herschel. Who, um, oh, spoilers staying uh hey he got killed last season <laughs> yeah it's fine carry on uh i thought i said spoilers twice that's enough yeah, yeah. You, if you don't know that your the shows are going to be spoiled by us at this point you should probably turn yeah and if you haven't watched the walking dead up to the point where herschel dies then well shame on you oh dear cooper's going to be so you upset should catch up. you should catch up yeah um, right now but yeah so yeah so yeah. we'll wait we'll wait while you catch up <laughs> yeah once again we'll just wait go watch it now <laughs> the beauty that they have is they can just hit pause <laughs> yeah there is that too yeah yeah um Sean have you there's got there's an easier way to do this than us waiting for them to catch up <laughs> yeah. um no um I would say that um some shines on your hit list. I think would choose to stay with the show indefinitely because I think that they love their characters. But again, with the show being what it is, it demand the plot demands that people die. Hmm. And obviously it can't be like Star Trek where the only people that we kill are um random characters that just walked on with a red shirt. The red shirts, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Except Scotty. Absolutely. Not yep. Scotty. Yeah. The only red shirt survivor. Um, Actually, my husband has the red shirt, and he got it specifically because Scotty survives. Because I said, I told him, I said, the red shirt is cursed. You can't wear that. Yeah, never never put that on. He made that very clear to me. He says, no, Scotty is wearing a red shirt. It's fine. But he's not Scotty. (laughs) The odds odds are against him. He is a tech guy, though. Okay, fair enough. Okay, Sean, what's your, um, any predictions on deaths this season? Let's... Yeah. Do a quick round table because then we can hit it later on in the mid-season break. Yeah, I did. Yeah, I did Michonne. So, what do you guys think? Um, I think. Uh, I don't know, really. Not by um, the mid-season break, like throughout the entire season five saga. So it could be like this half of the season. Yeah, because I said half. finale that Michonne would get killed. Okay, I, I, mm, oh, I don't know. It's tough. Um, part of me thinks maybe Glenn. Um, yeah, I've thought about that, but people love Glenn so much. Yeah, um, he doesn't love a pizza delivery guy. I would have. I think. I think. <laughs> I think Tyrese might get killed off, and I'd have no problem with that, to be honest. Yeah. Because he's so he's emo at the moment. Uh, he's like a big baby. Oh, I'm so glad to hear you say that. <laughs> It's not. Uh, it, it would be becoming in any other show. In this show, it's ah, annoying. I you know what the thing that annoys me with Tyrese is that every time he has a badass. Again, watch when I was watching season four. There's a scene when um, him, Daryl, 
the drunk guy and someone else they're in a car or whatever and they have to ditch it because they get stuck and there's tons of zomb- zombies show up or walkers and he's just sat in the car just like going ah uh, I'm so grieving over those people that died whoever they were um, that all the others leave and then he gets surrounded by them but he axes his way out of it he just like mutilates all the zombies he shows up out of the bush and they're like holy shit how did you survive and he's like Whoa. and then you have the exact same thing uh, in episode or the premiere of season 5 when the dude's got Meredith he grabs her by the neck and he's like get outside and you, you go outside and you, oh, you hear him fucking up the zombies that are out there because obviously he's gone into like he's just seeing red and he's going on a rampage but we never actually see him in those situations the camera's never on him when he's kicking ass and I think that's one of the bigger problems because people forget about that, about those scenes and they focus on him whinging taking and, care of the baby yeah and, and whinging and be like oh I'm not ready I don't like I'm not, I'm not too comfortable with killing walkers or people or whatever and even I'm like, grow a pair or something. <laughs> well, I mean, especially considering he's a very intimidating looking man. Um, he seems to be very well equipped to um, for <laughs> a, a combat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, it seems a little strange that he would be the more emotional person of the group. Um, yeah. But again, uh I wouldn't necessarily be upset if he was... I think he's one of those filler kind of people. He's really not... For me, he's not, like, part... Even though he is part of the main group, he's not. You know what I mean? Like, they have people that they're picking up side by side, and then they're losing them so that they don't have to kill off main characters too fast. Yeah. So I feel like he's just another one of those kind of people that he's not part of that main group of people that we've been watching since season two. Yeah. No, no, agreed. I think yeah. of that main core. I, I think it. I think it might be Glenn. Mm. Sadly, does anybody think Daryl? No, no. Well, because he's uh, no. Well, I've no. heard. I heard a rumor recently that now my I uh, quite a while back. Well, over the last few months, I've when I've when me and Sean have been talking about it, I've said to him on a number of occasions that um, it could be it could kill or make the show so it could go either way obviously um but my thing would be like kill him off because the episode when he's in a situation that he can get like do like a, a two-parter episode where he gets captured or something stuck in a predicament has to sacrifice himself or whatever because they will get the ratings in for that the view the people that will watch that episode alone um, will be huge for the show. You've then. Oh yeah. You've, the only problem is you've got to deal with the backlash of all the hardcore fans out there and those people which are a bit misguided and they're like, "Oh, they've killed off Daryl. I'm not watching this anymore." You know, it, there's going to be a bit of a backlash for a couple of episodes. But that's what I do. Uh, but, but you have to think that Daryl's one of the few characters that people feel that way about strongly about. Like, I think Absolutely. that if you were to list the characters just name by name we could lose a lot of these characters and there wouldn't be huge audience backlash. I think the two that you're looking at the most backlash from would be, um, Daryl and, um, from Glenn, just because Glenn's the adorable one of the group that, you know, has to, that just constantly 
finds himself in the worst predicaments. Yeah, the other um, thing I heard is that their um, AMC apparently, I mean, it's only like a rumor at this point, but they're uh, potentially looking into a spin-off series involving, well, based on Daryl. Yeah, I also heard that uh, yeah. there was a lot of rumor that they, it was going to be revealed that Daryl is gay. Yeah. All right. Um, and that um thing is with that with with him the, uh, but the, the but the, uh, the unfortunate thing about that is that that rumor started well i think the only reason that that rumor was even started is they started saying that the actor himself was upset with the idea that the character could be gay and he's um since refuted any it's saying that that's total bs that he's never mm. said anything of the sort which i tend to believe um yeah he is not he is not a backwards redneck daryl is um (laughs) so um but i thought that that was interesting and that would be i think if they do plan on going forward with that plot point then they probably don't plan on killing him off anytime soon yeah yeah because then wouldn't that be wouldn't that be looked at really badly like you turn you make the character gay and then you kill him off Oh god, yeah, that um, there'd be uprisings in, in all kinds of yeah. I could see people really <laughs> reacting to that negatively. Yeah, like understandably so. Yeah, um, to an extent. Especially considering for four seasons, they they never revealed that that's what his feelings are. Now, I'm not saying that that's true. It's just been a rumor going around that this season it's going to get um, revealed that yeah. he's gay. Uh, absolutely, um, especially when you've had um, the the sexual tension between him and Carol as well throughout the last three seasons. Yeah, because he, I mean, you'd think that he would have banged her by now. Yeah, and when, he, and when they... Not re- to be crude, but it is the end of the world, and he doesn't have a whole lot of options. Yeah. And she seems to, like, really be into him. Yeah, so well, that's the thing. Look, watching back at it, like I said, I've done it recently, in seasons three and four... Uh, especially in four, they flirt a lot. And then in the premiere of season five, when they're reunited, the way uh-huh. that he just marches up towards uh, to, to her and then just hugs her, the the embrace is just like that's that's not a gay embrace. That's a that's a man that like genuinely like had cares. But for then her, why don't we see why don't we see more? Uh, why don't we see a physical like like you said they did a lot of flirting. I saw a lot of yeah. flirting too. But I think he's. I I don't see like I just don't understand why, in a world where you don't know if you're gonna live not even day to eight day day, but hour to hour, why are you like having uh, why are why are you having a cordial like a cordial courtship of uh, of this woman? How about this? Why are you taking it slow with this woman? Maybe he's never been with a woman before. At that age, really? Yeah, it could. Hey, it would explain happen. the psychosis. I know. I, I know. Okay, to be fair, in my entire lifetime, I've only known one person. She's approaching her fifties at the moment. She's never been with a guy. Um, there is a there is a chance that maybe that's why he's playing the flooding game. Maybe expecting her to make the first move or whatever. And I mean, because when you see him in um, in season two when they're on the farm. He's got the attitude of like keep his distance because they're all like camping in the uh, the RV and the house and stuff, and he's just like quite happy to sleep out in the garden and the farm by himself to kind of keep that like little bit of distance. But even during uh, during that process, he still talks to Rick and Carol, are the main two people that he communicates with. Um, and and at first, that early on in the season, he seems quite shy around women in general, including Carol. And it's only well, when... he seems shy in general 
period. Uh, I don't think it's just brown women. I think that he's, I think in the earlier seasons, he was very isolated and we've, it's been revealed as to why as to little parts of his backstory about him and his brother hmm. that, you know, that, um, that the lifestyle that they were living in was very rural and hard and not emotional at all. Yeah. Um, and then after the plague, they were not the nicest of people and kind of like raiders and taking from groups like Rick's. And um, but uh, but going back into the question, the rumor of whether he's gay or not here, here's a little bit of speculation on my part. Mm-hmm. If it were to be true, I would get venture a guess that he had an incestuous relationship with his brother, which would make sense because of the lack of emotions going on in that whole family. It would make sense that the two of them would find solace with one another. That ha- it's something that ha- commonly happens between brothers. I'm not talking like every day, but when you have brother. when you have two children that don't have parents that are. Um, when you have two small children that don't have parents that are involved in helping and giving them the love that they need, mm. there um, there can be a relationship that develops, and although uh, it, it's not necessarily sexual in nature, it can be physical in nature. Right. So okay. um, it, it's just an expression of love because of the lack thereof from other sources. So. Because I've always kind of questioned if you're, before this rumor even started, I've always questioned his relationship with his brother. With Mal, yeah. Um, the the way that he, uh, the just the loyalty to his brother, the loyalty. I was about to say that. And the need to the need mm. to be with him. No matter I've what, he, he left the group, it. didn't he? He left the group to go yeah. and be with Mal, yeah. even after all the betrayal so, and everything else. Yeah, so uh, there's something there's something about his brother that I felt was more deep of a bond than just the fact that they're brothers and they were together. Mm. I think that, that, that there might be more to it. Now, this is like I said, this is completely speculative on my part and goes is actually going way way too deep into my years of mental health work. Right. Um uh, to know all those things. But um <laughs> I would definitely say that uh, I would be open-minded about it, but I don't think that he'll be one of the ones called off going back to the original question. Um, trying to think of who the other characters are. Uh, like I said, Michonne's the only one that comes to mind immediately that I feel like there would be no audience backlash, but they would get the the big boom that they want at a, any, any particular place. You know, like that would be a huge, huge moment in the se- in the series for them to lose Michonne. Um, basically, because she's made sure that the whole group has stayed alive. At, at every, I think she has saved the life of every major character on the show at some point or another. Yeah, yeah, that, and epic spoilers at this point. She doesn't have her sword anymore, so yeah, we're I'm I'm aware of that. Yeah. Um, so, um. You know, she, I, but she's pretty good. She's pretty good with anything. She's she's very good at just like grabbing whatever is handy and just killing people with it or yeah. zombies. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Mostly zombies. Um, 
that is a pretty uh, big but factor, I, I think actually. that the, I don't think that there would be quite the the backlash that there would be from Kelly off Daryl and I can't even explain why that is it's just for some reason people really feel hardcore about Daryl mm. maybe it's the kind of people who support Daryl is why it's so hardcore. Maybe it's just a particular type of person that likes Daryl. I don't know. I like Daryl a lot too, but I wouldn't be upset if he got killed off other than the fact that I really like the actor on the show. Uh, me neither. If I had to guess, mine would be um, uh, same as yours, Sean. I think it would be Glenn, but I think it would, or in quick su- succession, maybe an episode apart or within the same episode, I think it would be both Glenn and Maggie. Um, cause I can see it being like, uh, cause they're so, yeah, the last two seasons has been like, you know, the moment they're apart, they will like tear the world apart to go get back to that one person. And, uh, and so I think that if something happens to one of them, the other one will just go batshit crazy and I do agree with get that. Get killed too. So it'd be like a, and I was, when I was thinking about it earlier on, I was thinking I wanted to use a reference of like a Romeo and Juliet type thing where they, they will die together. If one of them goes, the other one will be straight afterwards. And that'd be my prediction for the season. Okay. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I, the, the one person that I question whether they're going to kill off or not, which I think would be interesting, but I know that they're not going to, would be, um, Meredith. Um, who's Meredith? The baby, <laughs> Judith. Judith. Yeah. Judith. Who's Meredith? Sorry, I think it's supernatural. Uh, no, because we already thought she was killed <laughs> off once. So I think that's enough. I think that's enough trauma. Although, how they're going to keep a baby alive in a zombie apocalypse is beyond me. Yeah. I, um, yeah. I'm sorry, but the baby cries all the time. Yeah. It's not. Yeah. Um, how? How? How would I? I mean, personally, I just. I don't see how they're I don't see how they're handling the situation without just losing their minds and just I hate to say it and just killing the baby mm, no I don't yeah I'm the same well I mean it'd be kind of like if you had a dog that kept barking all the time and bringing walkers you would get rid of the dog if it wouldn't walk away you would do something about it because you yourself don't want to die mm. and so we're not talking about what we would do in real life we're talking about what we would do in a zombie apocalypse yeah you know things change in a zombie apocalypse it's all about survival right and that's what i'm saying if you know that the the odds of a baby surviving to adulthood are like less than one percent why would you allow this baby to continue risking the lives of your entire group exactly yeah and carl's like just logically Um, speaking i think i mean obviously baby murder is horrible but hmm. just logically speaking why would you continue to put continually put your group in danger when you know the odds of this child actually successfully making it to adulthood 20 years later is pretty slim yeah they don't even know if they're going to be alive 20 days from now little exactly. than 20 years from or a now. day i mean it's it's, it's, right. all, it's all good 20 hours you know yeah it's all fun and games when you've got a prison that you can raise them in but when i mean like i right, said exactly. look at carl he's his like early teens or whatever and he's like been in so many close calls could you imagine a kid at the age of four or five? That's actually who I was going to question about getting killed off is Carl. Nah, I don't. I, um, I know in the I, well, I know in the series that they can't. I know as far as based, if you're if you're going by the the comic books, comics, you yeah. can't obvious. You can't kill him off. I did. Th- I did but, think about. I did think about him as well, but well, then I thought the impact puberty and stuff. It would be easy to kill him off. 
<laughs> at sure. least for the production of the show. Yeah. Um, because it's gonna be a little awkward when I mean he's already hit puberty. He's already gotten that. Um, he's already gotten a lot taller. Growth spot. But yeah. I'm waiting for that voice change to hit. Hey, I'm once, upon time, once upon a time, has <laughs> been dealing with that real bad the last two seasons. Yeah. No, that's true. But I think if they were to. The, the impact that it would have on Rick's character, I think, would shift the whole show, or Rick would would die shortly thereafter. No, they won't kill Rick off. So we yeah, so that so before. then so I, so with that in mind, they wouldn't kill Carl because you know he, well, just, he, would, he would question, give up. Okay, then my next question for you then, because this is the next obvious question about Carl specifically: When does Carl become evil? Um, in your opinion, he, based on the show only. When he finds out that his real father is Darth Vader. <laughs> <laughs> it's not true. It's impossible. <laughs> or Shane. <laughs> Imagine that if it turns out Shane was his father back then too. Um, <laughs> I think... Oh, sometimes I wish Shane was his father. <laughs> uh, um, I, I can see it happening soon because seeing his reactions to... Um, how pissed off he was with his dad when when they lose the prison and Rick's had the shit kicked out of him by the governor and stuff and he's looking out for him in that house in that nearby town or wherever the, yeah, the, 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 yeah. the, 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 the village or the, the bunch of houses that just happened to be next door to the prison because um, he takes out a lot or he vents a lot of anger on him saying like you know blah 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 you did this and you tried this and you couldn't keep anybody safe we've lost everything because you wouldn't do X, Y, and Z, like kill the governor and do what needed to be done. And there was a lot of anger there. And even when Rick started to get better, and Rick uh, acknowledged the fact that, because he said at one point that he had to either be a friend or a father. He couldn't be both because right. Carl's growing up and stuff. And even then, Carl looked like angry and pissed at, at, about the situation. So I can see it happening by the end of the season. What him turning evil? Uh, him yeah, turning do you think bad? It's yeah, inevitable because that it will happen. Yeah, well, it's like within a year because they kind of because they're leading it. I just feel like they're leading us into it so much. The the character development for Carl is leading us down this road where Carl. I won't even put him in the category of Shane because Shane, when it boiled down to it, was literally just trying to protect. Lori yeah. and what he thought to be his baby. Yeah, I think um, yeah, I think that's where Carl. I think Carl's drawing that from Shane. It's all about survival, and he's just like he see he, he has seen his dad make all these mistakes. Fail. Yeah, yeah and he does, and what, and it's hard. I mean, psychologically speaking, for a teenage boy and a son in any situation to watch. To, for a teenage boy for to watch his father completely fail like mm. have a major career loss or something along those lines or have a breakdown of some kind it's very it can be very emotionally traumatic for a teenage boy to see this man who's always looked up to obviously in this case carl's always looked up to his father being a police officer and all that mm. he it's he was heroic and now that this apocalypse has happened He's trying to be heroic and failing miserably at times um, to the point where he's lost his wife. They thought for a time that they lost their daughter. 
Um, How many camps have they lost? (laughs) They've lost like three homes or whatever they've been in. Yeah, I was going to say they've they've lost secure housing several times. Um, So I can see, I can understand the disappointment that Carl is feeling in his father being expressed as rage Mm. because he doesn't know what other emotion to feel at this point. Uh, You know, even though that's not the true emotion he feels for his father, he obviously still loves his dad. But yeah. the rage that he's feeling is is festering inside of him, and we've watched that grow and grow and grow over the last few seasons. And I just feel like they are very clearly defining that Carl, at a certain point, is going to move away from being a good person to being, I'm going to say not necessarily a bad person, oh but God. maybe more of like yeah. an anti-hero. No, no, yeah, yeah because like, there, it, there was I, a scene a short while ago where I remember watching. Um, uh, I might, I might have been one of the um, when I did the recall thing because I was watching season four recently. And, you know, they always do the uh, previously on AMC's yeah. The Walking Dead, and they had uh, they showed the scene when Carl just guns down a dude, and I think it was Herschel, but I'm not sure. Someone was just because they go to Rick about it, and they're like, look, he didn't even blank. He just shot the guy and Rick I goes remember and talk- that yeah it was Herschel yeah. and Rick goes talks to him and he was just like it was them or us simple as that there was no hard feelings about it there was no remorse either that's the thing there was no remorse he was just like he was actually the best the best word to use for it is he was ambivalent he felt no emotion whatsoever yeah and that's what's disturbing is that he's not recognized it's one thing not to recognize killing a zombie because to them they're not human but to take a human life um it, it it, it's still it, it, even in in, in uh, this situation that they're all in taking a human life although necessary it's still going to impact you as a human being that it, they the, the apocalypse as much as we would like to think that it does it doesn't completely take away your humanity and mm-hmm. with Carl we're seeing that that humanity may not have existed inside of him ever and that the apocalypse is just pulling out who he who he is inside mm. that he's this very um unfeeling and having that having that uh, un- being unemotional about killing somebody but then having rage towards his father for allowing people in their group to die again it's just one and one equals two yeah. they're leading him down a psychological path to very negative results mm. so like i said i'm not clearly saying he's going to be a bad guy but he's definitely going to be not a good guy because yeah. let's yeah. not forget there was that scene when uh, after the governor kicks rick's ass and then gets killed um when rick and carl take refuge in their house carl at mm. one point like the next day or whatever thinks that rick's turning but and he goes to like shoot him, but he gives out. He says he can't do it, and he cries about it and stuff. And then yeah, Rick but he could kill his mom. Yeah, and <laughs> such yeah. a big difference. <laughs> and Rick eventually see like, says nobody something. likes Lori, not even her own kid. <laughs> no, no, not at all. But um, but there was that, uh, that, that's ahead, the first sorry. time that we've seen that moment of humanity in Carl. I think for quite a while when. He goes to his dad and he's like, oh, I can't do it. And he kind of like gives up. 
but then it turns out obviously. Well, uh, but again, that goes back to where I was saying that you know, obviously Carl was raised to think of his father as a hero and yeah. idolized him. So Which is I'm not going to deny that there is an emotional relationship between him and his father. But as far as what he feels for people, um, he I don't think that he has the capability to have any kind of empathy for people that he is unfamiliar with, like strangers. Yeah, so it's, you know, it's interesting that you say that because uh, like watching the last episode, there's this scene in it where they're taking their stroll through the forest and um, as well, a group, and they hear. <laughs> it sounds like for something out of Once Upon a Time. Yeah. <laughs> um, and they hear somebody screaming for help. Uh-huh. And part of the group like reacts and turns and are like, okay, let's go. Glenn wants to go because let's just know, someone, leave him. Someone's in need. Rick really hesitates. He's just like, oh, fine. And no problem. Carl is fuck him. He's, he's, he's like a uh, like a, a little like jumping jack. He's just like, let's go, let's go, let's go. We got to go help somebody. Really? Yeah. Hmm. But but it's unclear whether he wants to go to kill because he knows obviously the zombies <laughs> or. <laughs> If he wants to go to help somebody. So I think... What if he wants to go kill the people that are being hurt? Yeah, but I mean, they go there and they slaughter a bunch of zombies. Um, and, save oh, okay. a, and, and save a priest. Ah, um, oh, fuck. Okay, no. so that's where the priest comes in, because yeah. I didn't read about him. Okay. Yeah. Um, um, so, but I, I think you're, you're kind of both right. I think he will have some sort of a turn. Not, you know, to, for lack of better words, to the dark side, but... He will. He will start. He will have. I, I. I only think it will be for a few episodes, though, where him and his father will be on opposing sides of the same argument, um, yeah, and really go, that. really go head to head. But it will be like in the last sort of four episodes of the season, and maybe for three of those, they will be just butting heads, and then finally in the last episode, they'll come to terms again and be back on the same page. Um, otherwise, it goes down that route of one is going to kill the other, or they're going to split. And you know I, what, uh, maybe Carl walks off with Daryl into the next TV spin-off series. <laughs> Possibly, <laughs> it could be something. Something for the MC guys to catch. Screw this. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I'm well, going to a new show. I'm, yeah, I've got a new show. I'm my man with a crossbow. <laughs> <laughs> I get paid more for the other show. <laughs> uh, Actually, you know, I'm going to tell you, as far as the whole series ending, I have a, a and I know it won't end this way, but um, this, <laughs> we talked a little bit about Stephen King um, the last time I was mm, on. That's right, yeah. And um, he did a, um, a movie. This was not, I don't believe that this was based on any story that he did. I believe he just, I think he straight up wrote this script. Um, but it's called, uh, the movie's called The Mist. Have yeah, you ever yeah. seen it? Yes, yeah. it's based on a... It's, Is it based on something he wrote? Yeah, it's based on a short story he wrote that they then made into a film. Okay, oh, I was you, you're talking, thinking about the short ending story. of that film. Yeah, I was oh, thinking about the ending of that film because it's like one of the most brutal endings of a film ever, even though the movie in and of itself wasn't that scary. <laughs> the ending was just like heart-wrenching. Yes. And... I have a little fantasy that that's kind of what happens in the end of The Walking Dead. Ah. Um, not so much the part of like Rick just offing everybody and him being alone, but them like losing so many people and losing so many people and everybody dying, and then all of a sudden like there's a cure. Mm. Like just the government just start like the 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 tanks just start rolling in out of the fog, 
like in the end of that movie, just the moment after everything is said and done. You know, I would. I that, it won't end like that. Like, like I said, that's just my would... fan. It's not. That's not my prediction. That's more like my fantasy of how that would end. So as as the tanks come rolling over the the hills, all you just got left standing there is Daryl and Carl <laughs> holding baby Judith and God help me Tyrese and ghost Laurie <laughs> and ghost Laurie <laughs> yeah I got a I've got a question actually saying I don't know if it's um what's happened in uh, episode two or three and we've always said spoilers and I've always said to you Sean I'm happy to talk about it uh, or you to talk about it um Morgan that's a, a name we've skipped over a little bit he um yeah it's actually it would have uh, we would have gotten to it, dude. All right, so I'll, I'll wait. No, that's fine. No, now that's that we're fine. On I'll, I'll go watch Walking Dead, and I'll wait for you to talk about it. <laughs> okay, I'll I'll just have a chat with Jamie about it then, while you go off and watch something. Okay, else. you're right. So, okay, okay. yeah, hit me. What are you gonna do? Uh, it was just it was another question again from from uh, our number one fan Donna. Um, oh. Any thoughts on Morgan's return, possible main cast addition? Hmm. Um. So. Who's Morgan? Morgan is the... <laughs> in the in the in the first episode when Rick when Rick wakes up from the hospital and he you know he, he has got no idea what's going on he and comes across a, the black the dude guy? and his son the yeah. guy yeah the guy yeah the son yeah the guy yeah helps out and then he sees him we see him again a few seasons I think later season and he's three. Yeah, he's taken over the whole like town, and he's kidding. Yeah, but he's, yeah, but but he's like dead. all told up, and he won't. He try. Yeah, don't doesn't Rick try to get him to leave, and he yeah, won't leave. and he won't. Yeah, but he's, he's, a bit, he's kind of lost his mind. He's a bit yeah, yeah. a bit crazy because his son's died, and he's been like alone for God knows how long. Yeah, his son was walking around. His son was a zombie walking around outside, wasn't he? Yeah. Yeah, and then, like and then his, he like wasn't it wasn't his wife like that in the beginning? It, yep. yep, his yeah. wife was like that. And he yeah. So it was just so. It, oh my god! And he has a go at Rick That's for like right. not using the radio, and Rick says that he was using the radio every day until the battery died. I think died. it would be weird if he came back as another character because he his character was so crazy at that point, and he was so holed up like like one of those people that's like waiting for the apocalypse. Um except he was already in it well, um, for, for whatever I reason I think it would be weird since they're heading towards DC that he would come across them so, well, I so, think so, it's because right from, what I, from my, what I can make out of it my interpretation is that at some point the, he probably would have come across like a herd of walkers storm his uh, little fortified town uh, or he ran out of supplies and needed to make a move and like everybody else, eventually he was just like, "Well, I had to." Maybe he remembered something about what Rick was saying. It was like, "I'll go head over there." Started doing that, and then, like everyone else, started to see all these signs about terminus and stuff. And then, because obviously, at the end of episode one, he then gets to the point where he sees a sign that Rick's scratched out saying "No Sanctuary," and he's rubbed out the rest of the board with, I don't know, brown chalk or shit or something. I don't know what that will mud. Maybe, um, and then but they got all the markings on the trees, and there's a lot of speculation about that because a lot of people are saying, well, would the guys who's who would be marking the trees as they go would it be? I mean, that's something that Daryl would do for sure, but um, like, why they know where okay, they're going? Okay, so here's here's a couple of things. First off, in case you haven't gathered it, Jamie, he does come back at the end of the first episode of season five okay yeah obviously i'm yeah. hearing that it's it's uh, it's like a post they, they did like a marvel's post credit scene thingy where he they, they show the credits and then 
have and a they little, just show him like standing in front scene. of a terminus sign or something. Yeah, where he well he's he's walking along the same uh, train oh, tracks track, that yeah. the, right. the train cast were. Comes across a tree that's got like an uh, I don't know an X Men symbol on it, basically it's an X <laughs> six in a circle. <laughs> <laughs> and then they do the dramatic, you know, he turns and faces the camera and takes his you know hockey mask off, and you see it's him. Um, he's got a hockey mask on. Got some oh, sort dear. of mask on of some sort. Doesn't I wonder he? what he thinks that's for. Uh, well, it has like um, he, he's got like uh, some sort of um, clothing type thing covering his face because I. What is I, he like? Got like his own like. Uh, like armor like it kind of looks like he's a, wearing it looks like a, a, a mix he between is, a is, mask and a yeah. balaclava he's kind of suited up because he has got kind of like a um uh a, some sort of cloth fabric thing across his face unless because maybe he's thinking like something's airborne or whatever and then he's got a mask on top of that and um a hoodie thing so he just let me ask this question then um since he's following Rick and we're not sure if Rick's leaving signs for him or not. Yeah. Um, is he, does he blame Rick for anything? Well, in the last episode... Is there any anima... Like, how... Because you got to factor in his psychosis in this. See, well, this, um, this is what makes does it he blame really hard Rick to answer. for anything? <laughs> like... He did, I don't think he, did, I don't he, did, think he, he blamed, does. He did. He does. the second time that he met with Rick, he did blame him for his son's death because yeah, he had the outbreak and they had the fight because I mean, despite the fact that we he had been like isolated for so long, which isolation for anybody for so long will just drive you crazy anyway. It will. Yeah, yeah and the fact that he because he confronted him, he said. Uh, you know, um, why didn't you call on the radio? And Rick said that he every day he called on the radio for as long as he could, but it was like their camp got attacked, the batteries died or whatever, and or he lost the radio or whatever it, bullshit excuse he came up with. Um, but and but no matter what he said, he couldn't get Morgan to um, uh, be on the same level of understanding and be like, oh, okay, well that makes sense. We'll call it quits. And he was still a bit nuts. And then towards the end, he didn't quite. Um, um, he still there was still a bit of rage there, but in the end, he was just like, "Look, take some ammo and leave." But he was still pissed off about it, which is why this marks such a massive epic return. Because it's like, why is he showing up now? As he had, see, that's like, where I'm questioning: is it is he is he showing up because he had yeah. nothing like he ran out of supplies and he had no other choice, or is, or is he showing up because he wants some kind of revenge? Yeah, absolutely. And I don't, yeah. I don't think he's looking for Rick. I think he just he like you said, he went out looking for supplies, and then started roaming again. And then he's come across these various different signs, but I, the, the the mark on the tree is not. I don't think it's made by Rick. No, I mean, uh, no, I, I don't the, the, think so either, The mark but... on the tree you see, and you see in episode two some tree markings and stuff. It has something to do with the cannibals mm-hmm. that are on the hunt. So I think they've marked certain areas, either saying this is our territory or to find their way back to somewhere. And he's right. happened to stumble across the. The trail or well, the then market. my question is: Is how is he supposed to find? Because obviously they wouldn't be showing him unless he came across the group again in some way. So um, my question is: How does he find the group once he gets the terminus and finds it destroyed? If he's not specifically, <laughs> if he's not specifically following Rick, looking for Rick, uh, I don't know. Honestly, um, that 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 one. I yeah. have a. Okay, uh, you gotta, 
Go ahead. Right. I'll, I'll have a think about that one for a second. <laughs> <laughs> I have a I have a question um, or a, a opinion. Is what? Who do you think it is has the? Um, well, maybe we know who it is. The chick in the car. The um. Oh, um what's her face's sister? Oh, Beth. Beth. Um, yeah. Beth. Um, and the car she got taken cross. in season four. Yeah, and so did. far from what I've read, there's not been any hide nor hair of her. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. No, there hasn't so, been. There hasn't been. What's going on there? Is she coming back or is she just gone forever? No, uh, I think she well, will, in, she at, right at the end of episode two, we see a car. Uh, Daryl and Daryl and Carol are out doing something, um, not getting it on because they never do. Um, and Although it's about uh, time that they did. Yeah. They're gathering some supplies or something like that, and they're on they're on a road, and a car goes flying by, which looks like the same car that Daryl right, saw when Beth disappeared. That. And he, he, um, they were, I, I, they were, that's what they were doing. They were fixing up a car. They were gassing up a car they found. And he jumps in the car with Carol to chase after him because he thinks that these are the people that have Beth. Mm. And that's, uh-huh. that's the last thing that I saw. So I reckon they're going to have split off and have their own little mini adventure and okay maybe now do we her. know who took Beth? No. i have no idea not yet yeah um, i don't think he's i was just yeah, curious I, I if anybody had theories i no, think i, I think, think he's been taken be by some sort of um religious faction i don't know if it's a religious faction or somebody like i i'm I pretty so. sure i saw something or i read something or maybe it was a picture i don't know where she was in like a very clean kind of white environment it almost looked like a hospital so maybe it's like some people that are doing some sort of experimentation either trying to find a cure or maybe or, it's a cult yeah some sort of a religious faction cult or something of, cult of doctors yeah, yeah who are <laughs> experimenting on cure. people that's scarier than zombies yeah making zombie terminator yeah. hybrids <laughs> Shit. That would be awesome. <laughs> no, no, no. And then the tanks, <laughs> then the tanks roll in out of the mist. Yeah. Uh, um. Okay. So the Walking Dead, we've pretty much. I think we've pretty much covered it, considering we're only three episodes in, and you guys haven't even seen the third episode yet. Yeah. So. And I yeah, think you haven't seen any of them yet. <laughs> well, I've read. Of, I've. I've. I know more than you. That's true. Uh, you do. There. Hmm. Um. No, I just, uh, I think that we've spoiled it to death or anybody listening. So I'm not sure if there, we have anything else. It's, can you guys think of anything else to discuss about The Walking Dead? No, no, I don't think so. I think, like you said, we kind of got to draw to a close, if that's right with you, Scott. Yeah, I'm okay um, with that, yeah. But yeah, I will... too bad, because I had other stuff I wanted to talk to you about, because uh, just to touch back on the other stuff that we talked about in the last one. But it seems like uh, every podcast that we do, we go an hour longer than the last one. So <laughs> if we do a few more, we'll have like a 24-hour marathon. Well, yeah. <laughs> well, having having more stuff to talk about just means that we get to have the fun of doing it again. Yeah. Well, I, I well now that I've been able to plug the Wayne Foundation, and we've gotten that uh, gotten that information out there to your lovely audience i would be very very happy to return as a regular guest on your show to discuss all things oh. tv and movies <laughs> i'm uh, i love I'm, you guys you i'm guys blushing awesome. again you guys make <laughs> me laugh so hard I'm, it's a genuine pleasure for us we're it really is. loving this yeah i'm is. really loving it too so i would be really really happy to come back on um 
let's let's give it a little bit of time so your listeners don't get too sick of my voice. <laughs> no problem. Um, and uh, get a few. We'll get a few more episodes, and maybe we'll meet again. Uh, maybe mid-season, uh, mid-season finale for Walking Dead. We can come back and talk about what's been going on on TV, yeah, and we let's, can uh, let's divorce do it. Some of that. Yeah. Absolutely. And, yeah, sounds yeah. good. I think I we got should. Some, I got some once upon a time anecdotes I like to know. Yeah, I, I've got some I'm questions listening. and things I went to discuss on that as well. Um, yeah, and I definitely want to revise my 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 uh, statement on Frozen. I I've changed my well, mind about Frozen, about... so I would like to go into that later. When's cool. uh, when's when's the mid season break? Uh, it should be in. Um... It's probably December, probably the first or second week of December. Okay, I was gonna say, well, let's um, let's 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 try and book that in. Then we'll try and schedule something in, and we'll make um... yeah. For whenever the whenever the finale, the mid-season finale is, yeah. like I said, it should. I would guess because they started a little, they didn't start late for AMC, but they started a little late for when TV shows normally start. They started in October. Yeah, everything was in October. Or the end of yeah. September, and most of them start oh, a couple mate. weeks sooner. So I would guess that yeah. they might, either that or they're cutting the episode number down. I don't know. Um, well, let's look at doing some more. I don't know. Maybe. We'll see. Actually, we could just look and it will it, online and it will tell you when yeah. Do you know it's what? already scheduled. <laughs> all this, we're all surrounded by technology and and no one, no uh, one yeah we're all sitting here like i wonder when it is yeah no, when do you think <laughs> as we sit on skype and talk across an ocean on video chat <laughs> yeah. uh, we're geniuses okay it looks like the uh 30th of november episode eight so i just okay, have so thanksgiving let's, let's shoot for the let's shoot um beginning of december uh, or Let's shoot for the beginning of December, somewhere in the beginning of December, like the first or second week of December still sounds yeah. good. Yeah, and then we can, yeah, we'll catch up on where we're that at way, the that, that way it gives some people some time to watch it and get catch up, and that way we're not spoiling it for too many people, at least not the diehard fans. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's true. Yeah, we'll talk about that. Well, um, oh, I'm going to try and start catching up on uh, Once Upon a Time too, just so I can be involved. All right, yeah, you at, least, got... at least get the um, yeah. at least get the first season in because I'm telling you, you said that you said you've got a lady friend. Yeah, uh, oh, she'd love it. She, um, she's gonna love it. She I'm would sure. absolutely. I'm telling you, I I'm not. I hate to be stereotypical, but I have yet to meet a lady that <laughs> does not absolutely love Once Upon a Time. Who's given this. it a shot? Yeah. Um, a few of them have dropped off, at, you know, as the seasons have gone on. But that first season. Everybody just really, uh, it, it, I can't say, uh, as I said in the last episode, it, Robert Carlyle makes that show. And once you get to about episode, I would say episode four, you will know exactly what I'm talking about, that this guy is running things. But even from the first episode, the first episode will grab you and you'll okay. just be like, what? what you know <laughs> it's just like i said it's one of those, it's the same thing as gotham you take stories that you think you know about and ah, it completely changes the backstory it doesn't change the eventual outcome but yeah. it changes the backstory of how they got there yeah, yeah. so um that's what makes it fascinating so if you could catch it it's um the first season's not i don't i'm not sure if it's a full season or not because the the regular seasons are like 20 some episodes because they go all your like except for summer um but 
first season is 22 episodes. Yeah, I was yeah. going to say, I think it's a full season. But if you want if you if you are going to binge watch anything, I would at least get through the first season because it's really, it's really worth getting that. Even if you don't even watch past the first season, watching the first season is really um, satisfying enough in and of itself. And the, I, mean, I'm, I might just be biased, maybe. Even I will say this: that even even my husband um, was quite taken with the show for the first few episodes. Um, uh, well, he's not a TV guy. Yeah. Um, he watches. He like he likes watching like History Channel and stuff like that. He doesn't really like watching. Um, fictional stuff hmm. um he used to but in the last few years he's gotten away from it okay. um but i got him to watch the about i don't know probably six or seven episodes of it before he stopped watching it and the only reason he stopped watching it's like i said last time is he is just like the whole point of the show is they need to break this curse this big curse that got cast over the everybody in town yeah and his whole point is like well they're gonna break the curse by the end and then where are they gonna go <laughs> then what happens He's like, to to me, I I just don't see where this is going to go after the first season, so I'm not even going to bother. But but he uh, did agree that, you know, the thing that carried the show so much was the the just award-winning acting style of Robert Carlyle, which to this day, I don't know why he has not been nominated for an Emmy or uh, or something for his role as Rumpelstiltskin. It's beyond me. No, he he's definitely deserving of it, and I think you it will is, enjoy it, Scott. Hmm. It is one. It's pro- I think that character is probably um, one of the more brilliant characters I've ever seen written, considering that he's not a an original character. It's something you know, something that somebody else just adopted. Yeah. You know the fact, as intricate as they've now made his plot to be. And as you'll see, his plot is integral to everybody's plot. Mm. Um, it just it it makes it also um, it's also interwoven that you have to have respect for it, and then add to it his his acting ability because he plays this character is because it's a very evil character, but he plays it in a way that he's very likable. Um, I think that you'll agree with me on that that um it's it's not a character that even though he's the bad guy he he's the bad guy you want to root for yeah i guess that's the best he's (laughs) not an anti-hero because he's definitely he's not an anti-hero because he's definitely the bad guy but at the same time you're you don't necessarily like hate him or like sometimes you even root for him you know, so yeah, and they it's, give a, it's they, a strange relationship. It is, and they give him, a, but they give him a really good backstory, so you you do feel, or I I certainly do. Oh, I you do feel too. sympathetic for him because of certain things that he's gone through, and you're just like, you know, I see how he's gotten to where he's at and why he won't let go. Well, that's why that's why Once Upon a Time is so successful is because they did that with all the characters, but hit with him specifically. They made his backstory so intricate and deep and emotional that it, you can't help but feel bad for him at a certain point and understand that, you know, it, every single one of these characters started as a regular person and they have a saying that they don't lean on it so much nowadays, but in the earlier seasons, they leaned heavily on that um, um, evil isn't born, it's made. Yeah. yeah. 
So um, they they really leaned on that, that every single character on the show, and the, the writers said that from the beginning, uh, if you watch some inter- uh, interviews with them before just before the first season premiered is they said that they wanted to make sure that any bad guys on the show that they created were not bad just for the sake of being bad that they all had reasons for being who they are and and feeling the things that they feel that and they're justified in those feelings at least to themselves yeah um so that's what kind of makes the story cool is it's just it's not just a bunch of fairy tales it's actually it's more like seeing okay this is what fairy tales would be like if this was real life. Are you sold, dude? Yeah. Anyway, yeah, yeah let's get, I, let's get this wrapped it. up. And yeah, hopefully you good. can at least get through a few episodes. I'd, li- I'd like it if you at least got through four or five episodes so we can at least talk about it a little bit. Because if you can get that far, you'll understand what we're talking about. Uh, in a month, uh, easy. I can. Uh, oh, good. You're like, a binge watcher. Yeah, yeah. I'll have season one and maybe most of two done by the time we next talk. So. I teased about that yesterday. I was working from home instead of painting. And I said that I might be binge watching TV. I actually didn't watch binge watch TV at all yesterday. But I had, consi- I had considered it like four or five times as I was, as I was sitting and working on the couch. Like, I could I could watch TV right now. I'm like, no, I gotta keep working. <laughs> uh, but yeah. there, 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 well, there's several shows that I would like to binge watch right, right now. So um, it was tempting. Hmm. Anytime, anytime there's a TV in front of me, and I know I have more than an hour, I think, what can I watch? Uh, yeah, I'm the same thing. Every time, like before, or after work, whatever, I'm like, oh, I've got some time, and I'm like, ah. And then this is the choice of what to watch. You know, oh, the first—that's uh, the first thing I do when I wake up in the morning is the because I usually get up around five or six o'clock in the morning. Is I get up and I get a cup of coffee and I go through my list in my head. Okay, what do I need to catch up on? And I pick one hour-long show one episode whatever show it is that i need to catch up on <laughs> and in the morning while i sit there and drink my coffee before i start getting ready for the day i gotta catch up on something because i it's easier for me to do it then than to do it at night you know yeah no, i have to do things like podcasts with you guys for over four hours <laughs> <laughs> yeah sorry about that by the way <laughs> this is called a binge pod it is yeah the first of its kind Trademark. You guys are addicted to me. <laughs> oh yeah, that we are absolutely. I'm like I'm like, I'm like Netflix of podcasting. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. You guys are awesome. Thank you so much for having me on your show again. Oh, Thank well, you for being with yeah, us. Thanks for coming back and um, uh, and for opting to come back again <laughs> later on. Well, I um, sort of invited myself. You guys didn't really invite me. I invited myself. I hope that's okay. You're more than welcome to invite yourself at any time. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, yeah. great. Because I like coming on your show a lot. Like I said, this is the only pod I come on where I I don't talk about sexual trafficking for two or three hours. Yeah. So um, it's a nice change of pace for me because I have to talk about that all day every day. Um. So and I'm a big big fan of TV. In case you can't tell. <laughs> Um, have no and I don't suspicion. Really, well, I don't really have a whole lot. But although I'm a big fan of TV, I spend a lot of t- time watching TV by myself. So I think that's why I enjoy this. Is and that's also why I enjoy um, live tweeting on Twitter for certain shows that I watch because I don't have 
anybody to really talk to about what I just saw. (laughs) So, um, except for uh, your horror obsessed neighbor. (laughs) Yes. I did get to talk to my neighbor about a couple of shows. Um, there's, there's, there's two shows that we watched. Um, we both watched at the same time. He also is, um, uh, as we were talking about last time, a reality show, he's also a huge, um, Gordon Ramsay reality TV show fan. So we both watched all the Gordon Ramsay shows, but, um, other than that, uh, walking dead, um, <laughs> but I do enjoy being able to come on here and, and have this and you guys can consider me like your, um, your, your little sidekick. That's not really part of the show, but I'll come on whenever you ask me to. Oh, That's right. We'll, we'll yes. happily, we'll happily um, nickname you our celebrity I... sidekick. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's so funny. Somebody said that to me yesterday on Twitter. They were, um, I had favorited one of their tweets, and this person like was like, "Oh my god, a, a, a celebrity favorite, Jamie Walton." <laughs> favored my tweets celebrity favorite in one of my tweets and i wrote him back and i was just like well first i followed him because if he's gonna go that crazy about a, a favorite i have to follow that person um but then i said to him i was like um technically no i am not a celebrity i know a celebrity and there's a huge difference um i'm just uh i'm just a child advocate um, but he wrote back. He says, "Well, you've been on a podcast a few times with Kevin, so that, <laughs> to me, that makes you a quasi celebrity." And I, I didn't necessarily disagree with him, but it's just like it only makes me a celebrity in Kevin Smith's world. It doesn't yeah. make me a celebrity anywhere else. And most people, if you ask him on the street who Kevin Smith is, most people don't know who he is. <laughs> If you say Silent Bob, that might connect. But if you yeah. say Kevin Smith, they're just like, that name's just too generic. I don't know who you're talking about. Uh, well, we should uh, continue so. to educate the world so that they all know who he is. Absolutely. Of course. Of and, course. And then in turn, they'll all know who you are. And Well, uh, it's synergy. It's all beneficial. It's, it's uh, the best. The better he does, the better we do, technically. Yeah. Uh, the bigger his audience grows, the bigger the potential for our uh, team our team membership to grow there we go yeah and, okay. it's, a ha- and it's a happy team to be part of absolutely oh thank Damn you straight. yeah uh, you guys have an awesome awesome night happy halloween back right and back thank, you. You, thank you to everybody who listened yeah and thank you for your um all your nice comments uh and remarks about us tonight and uh and, and again thank you for your time on this uh, t- halloween of all nights thank you for your time and being with oh, us oh it's no problem you guys are just lucky i live in an area that doesn't have any kids so there's nobody knocking on my door right now otherwise every five minutes you would have heard like banging and dogs barking and so, tonight would have been a really bad night to record a podcast yeah so it's all fine so, yeah, so no kids all dogs in your area yeah no it's all no it's 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 literally a street of people with dogs Excellent. There's oh. like there's about six six houses with dogs and people. No kids. <laughs> awesome. Well, it's I, like, I like the sound of that neighborhood. It's quite pleasant. I don't want to move. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, you guys have a good. I had a lot of fun. I'm gonna if Thank I don't you. get off, I'm gonna keep saying goodbye to you. Yes, yes. Uh, you go go get yourself off, and we'll um we'll. <laughs> I'm sorry, I should be. Uh, I, well, yeah, I just caught that one. <laughs> <laughs> you go. Do what you got to do. I will do that. <laughs> you do that. That sounds like a good plan. <laughs> yeah, you do. <laughs> Sorry, you do that. In we'll that ca- case, have a great night. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, we'll catch up. and we'll catch up with you in December at some point. <laughs> You're welcome to keep this in if you want. <laughs> <laughs> good night. Good night, Jamie. Good night. Good night.
<laughs> oh dear. Oh. Alrighty, cool. Well, uh, once again, thanks to uh, Jamie Walton for spending her time with us. And it was quite a productive chat, I feel. Agreed. Quite uh, intellectual and comical and productive with knowledgeable stuff. <laughs> yes. Did you say productive just one more time? Just productive. There we go. Talking about production of TV shows that are in production at the moment and are currently being productive on social media sites like Twitter and stuff where we can be reached. See what I did there? Yes, at Nashcast Network. <laughs> or you can email in to us. Uh, on nashcastpod.gmail.com. Yes, and if you want to get in touch with Scott on his own personal Twitter, you can tweet him at scottnash4. That's the number four. Four. <laughs> or yourself, dude, which you're at, uh, at Neil Sean, which is an I capital. Do the capitals matter on Twitter? Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Oh, it's capital N I A L, capital S E A N. Thank you. Awesome. And just a reminder if you want to reach uh, Jamie on Twitter, you can reach her at Jamie Walton. Um, you can get in touch with her um, on the Wayne Foundation Twitter at Wayne FDN. Yeah, at the Wayne FDN. Sorry, at the Wayne FDN. Yeah. Um, or go on to Google, Bing dot dot go bing or anything else and just type in the wayne foundation the first thing that comes up will be all the information on the foundation the website check it out um they do good work um and it's uh it's run by um an awesome person who you just listen to i remember a lot of christmas coming up and stuff uh do you shopping through the small dot amazon dot com site if you're in the u.s yeah, if you're in the US. I, I'm, yeah. I think am I work in Canada too? Although okay. I'm not sure. I did last year. so. And if any of you are listening and you happen to work for Amazon in the UK, um, okay. let's get the smile shit sorted out for the UK. So that's... Yeah, we should have some I, things. Although there's probably some sort of like health and safety regulation against it. Somebody <laughs> might fall off a banister or something or a railing. <laughs> cool. Yeah. On, that no- on that note... <laughs> Yeah. All right, dudes. Um, let's uh, yeah, let's call it a night. It's been a damn good podcast, and thanks for your time again. And we'll do this again in a few hours. <laughs> yes, we will. <laughs> so, um, good journey. I'll see you soon. Uh, have a spooky good journey. Spooky, damn it! Have a ghostly good journey. Nice. Or a ghouly good journey. Ooh. <laughs> what was that? I don't know. <laughs> 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 it's not a pressure of something creepy. Ooh.